Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the North Kent Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, The Grassroot Graphics. Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show. This is episode five, the first of our review shows for the normal season. The season is here, September the 3rd, Sunday, September the 3rd, sees our first round of fixtures uh, for all of our leagues. Some leagues have started slightly before, but we're going to choose, we chose the 3rd of September as our start for the season following our review shows um we are back with a full uh, a full run of all the leagues together um in this one show first up this week uh is gibbs gibbs worst far first up this week the best as you would say uh, well, first best. Up. <laughs> that's what the best today we kicked it off with the best a successful uh review shows three and a half thousand listens last week uh post review uh show releases all four leagues pulling in um pulling in the listens we want we worried that i still want us gives but they're telling us they do they definitely do it just shows you player you go from top to bottom you include everyone and you get a sustainable model do you know what i mean you're not um you don't exclude anyone and that goes that goes a long way i think not unless they want to be yeah well yeah i mean right with a lot of sunday league teams from prem to div six div, div seven div eight whatever your leagues go up to everyone's included and gets um, a fair run. So I think a fair crack of the whip. And I think that, that goes a long way. Yeah, I feel, in the group, we were, I was chuffed. And obviously you guys, we were chuffed with uh, to see, yeah, three and a half thousand listens uh, from, uh, when was it? Tuesday last oh, exactly week. You said you was chuffed. I was absolutely I, chuffed. I, I thought you said you was chafing. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was chuffed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, every year you think, shall we go again and all that stuff. But, um, it's proven, you know, three and a half thousand listens is back, bang on to um, just under the average that we have and uh, per week in in full sort of peak run of the show. So I was pleased to get, I was really pleased to get back in there. And we're knocking on the door now of 200,000 listens in total for since we began. We're 500 or so listens away and we'll smash that um, once this podcast is released on uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to get that in and thank everyone for joining us again and welcome to all the new uh, the new 
listen listeners from the North Kent Sunday League. Uh, Rav obviously pulling in um, some listeners for us as well, and 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 already causing grief uh, on social media. Some of their teams, uh, one of the team I backed has pulled out already. So uh, my North Kent uh, debut has has made a brilliant start. <laughs> Clearly, we've got no results or anything to review uh, from previous weeks in Westfar. So we're going to get straight into all of the fixtures. We're going to go through and analyse um, a few of these fixtures. Uh, obviously, four of them, as usual, will be picked for our games of the week. And Gibbs has picked the teams already. Uh, four top games. I, I like what he's done. He's kept a little bunch of rivals together from last season or, or, or new rivals likely to be um, for this coming year. Uh, three, four good games that Gibbs has picked. Let's have a look at the full fixture run for Sunday, the 3rd of September. Uh, and congratulations, Gibbs. I don't think we've done that formally uh, on the podcast yet. You were formally voted in as referee secretary uh, for Westfer, uh for this season, uh, at least. So well done for that. Cheers, mate. Thank you. It's going all right, to be fair, so far. Um I've managed to do the appointments for the first three weeks into the season. So done the ref course over the summer as well, um, doing a few games. So um it's uh it's quite a tough job you guys have. So um have a, a newfound respect. Well you also you also you're not um you're not just doing it as a as an admin thing. You've actually done the course um as well. So putting your money where your mouth is, doing the course, having a look at the course, you know, it's obviously it's gonna be tough for you to do any any refereeing. But you did go through the course. You've done the, the training provided by the London FA. Um, so now you've got even more of an insight into what happens uh, for us refs uh, in the game. Um, so I think that goes a long way and that makes you a lot more credible uh, when you're talking about the game now, when you're watching referees and when you're appointing referees to games, you'll have much more of an insight onto you know why personalities of, of one referee would suit certain games or skill level etc or experience uh, and and that's a, that's a really good thing so I think on behalf of all the refs uh, in Westford because I am one of them uh well done and and it's been brilliant what you've done so far you've really you've really done well cheers mate appreciate that thank you right let's get into the fixtures no more no more of that nice stuff yeah no um, more than that <laughs> let's get on come on uh in the prem uh a full run of games. Uh, Borden Sports A taking on uh, Stable Mates, uh, Red Velvet. These two teams both play at the Oak, so this will be um, bragging rights in the bar after. Um, a tough game for both teams. Uh, first game up, Gibbs, you probably want um, a few games to warm up. Although I think Borden Sports A have had a good week um, in their pre-season. Um, Red Velvet, I don't really know. I think they're... they're they pulled out or their opponents pulled out of a fixture on, on Sunday just gone. Um, so this is a cold start for them. But yeah, I, I think I'm right in saying this is the type of game both teams probably didn't want as their first game of the season. Yeah, it's a good game, obviously. It's a, a rerun of last year's cup final. Um, both very good sides. Um, Borden, you know what you're going to get. They're going to be they're going to be strong. They're going to be set up well and they're going to have that experience. Um, and then Spencer's lads at Velvet they play nice football they've got some really good players they've always got goals in them yeah. I think this has got um, this has got a good game written all over it to be fair um, we played ball on ourselves Sunday just gone um, last pre-season game they was missing players um, we was missing players obviously bank holiday weekend but we got a game on and it was a, a good run out and um, they've got some real good attacking threats here um, 
and I think they'll cause Red Velvet problems, but likewise, I think it, uh, Velvet will cause them a lot of problems as well. I think it'll be an end-to-end game. Um, I, I can see probably a lot of goals in this one, to be honest. But um, best the best team will win on the day, to be fair. But I think Borden just need to get out the block, out the block slow. Sorry, out the blocks fastest this, this um season because last season they started off slow in the league campaign, didn't they? And they was more yeah. of a cut side. So I think if they've got um any aspirations, I think they need to kick on straight away and get some points on the board. Yeah, I think so too. Red Velvet too. I mean, they they'll they'll have title aspirations uh for the season. Uh, so they'll they'll want to start fast. I think I even backed them, did didn't I? Yeah, I backed them for the yeah. league. So. So we'll see. A little bit worried when I see they couldn't get a team out this weekend. But yeah, it is bank holiday. Um, so maybe that's that's put my worries to bed. Um, the second game in the Prem is Baltarks against Joga. Um, this is going to be a proper techie football match of of pace, power, technique. Uh, this will be an excellent one down at um, Sporting Club Thamesmead. Yeah, I think um, on the AstroTurf, I think this has got... Um... Great game and all over it. I think it can played at a quick tempo. I think both teams will want to play football. Um, it'd be a good introduction into Westford for Joga as well. Yeah. Um, this, I think this would be a, another real good game. I think in this Prem this season, we're kind of lucky because I think there's top games every week, um, top sides, and I think there'll be some good football on show in this game. Um, obviously, I'll back Joga because obviously they were my pick for the league. But um, you can never count Bulltucks out there. They had some good wins last season. Um, probably didn't do themselves justice justice of no. where where they we predicted and where we thought they would be as a club. So um, they've probably got a lot to prove this season. So um, I think, yeah, another, another top game in the Prem. I think they have got a lot to prove this season. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and yeah, they, they'll want to do it against the fancied uh, Joga this, this Sunday. Uh, Metrogas Sunday's taking on Inter Belvedere, the last game in the Prem. Uh, Inter Belvedere promoted uh, as senior champions uh, last season, or coming into this season, should I say, promoted this season into the into the uh, Prem. Uh, Metrogas did that exact thing the season before. Um, I think what we think Inter Belvedere could do this season in the Prem is similar to our expectations for Metrogas. Um, but if anything, Metrogas last uh, their performances last season showed us that you can't take anything for granted. Uh, and you still have to maintain that squad, um, that confidence that your squad's going to be there. You're still going to get your best players in because you could have a good season in the senior. Um, but if you can't um, replicate that and more, because we know the Prem, the quality is going to be um, it's going to be more competitive and and the quality is is deeper. Um, Inter Belvedere probably should use Metro Gas as a good marker for what they don't want to do like next season. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, uh, but they need to get there. They need to start straight away and finish the season, start the season like they finished last year. Yeah, I think spot on there, mate. I, um, I think this is kind of, this is, again, I just keep saying it, but another real top game. I think yeah. the football on show and the players on show on Sunday um, will be a great advert for Westford. Um, I'm not sure if I've had a good pre-season, but a lot of teams haven't had a good pre-season. So this is, I think this is where it starts now. I think Metro Gas, we're, um, they've played a lot of games pre-season I know a lot of their players obviously playing Saturdays um, again I think this would be a top game but Inter Belvedere they don't, they don't fear anyone do they they come in no. strong they, they shouldn't uh, either they shouldn't no, fear they, anyone they, they play with that aggressive style they've got lots of good players in their team 
Um, Metrogas, obviously, um, with the young lad James. Is it James Dyer up top? Yeah, good player. Um, they've got they've got goals in them as well. They've they're good good keeper. They've got good foundations. Um, I think yeah, another another real real top game, and I think the football on the show there is um, be a great spectacle for West on Sunday. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Good luck to all the prem teams uh, in the Happy Bellies Calf and Grill Senior Division. Uh, Happy Cro- Belly, <laughs> Crocodile, uh, go up against Eltham Lions. Uh, Crocodile promoted from Division One as champions. How uh, many cards do you reckon in this game? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, we'd have to check who the referee is first. Let's have a look, Mister Hughes. Mister Hughes. If he can get, if he can get back from Spain <laughs> before before <laughs> yeah. Sunday, because he's still there and he can't get home at the moment. But um, I think Steve will take a uh, will take an uh, a, a, a good view of the game and try and manage it. Obviously, he's a he's a good referee. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this has got the the makings of a feisty fixture um, over there at um, Crocodile as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be tasty. It will be good. It could be a good footballing game as well. Let's not forget that when both teams get the ball down and play football, they can do it. Um, let's just hope. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope both that that is the focus. Football. Both teams can play football. They've just both. They've got that. Both got that competitive edge. Yeah. Um, and they will. They will not shy away from each other. So I think um, it's a great way to start the season for both teams. To be fair. Um, I know sometimes Elton Lions are a little bit short on players last season. Let's hope that they've resolved that this season because they, when they get everyone out, they're a real good side. Crocodile said they were struggling pre-season. Um, they said that the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. So I think that's just a tactic. Yeah. For them. So always a good side, top side with that winning mentality. So I think that's a tough one to call, to be fair. If they both if both teams show up, I think that could be a right ding dong of a game. Agreed. Uh, other games in the Happy Bellies Cafe and uh, Caf and Grill. Uh, I'm just going to rattle through these now. Uh, Elton, Elton Rovers against Irif and Belvedere. Irif and Belvedere will have title aspirations. Elton Rovers with their cup um, win last season. They'll want to do better in the league. Uh, and I ref this game last season at the end of last season, and I don't think either team really wanted to be there. Um, they they turned up. I think pissed some of the Elton Rovers boys and here from Belvedere did the position roulette and it was a real end of season um, feel about it. This one will be should be a lot more serious uh, than that. So hopefully was that the six all game or saying it finished that mad? I can't remember what it was now. I think Elton Rovers yeah. might have won. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. Uh, I could look it up if you want me to. No, that's okay. No problems. We'll waste everyone's time on the on the podcast looking at looking that up, shall we? Hang on a minute. Uh, it was two one to Elton Rovers. They scored in the last minute in one of the last minute. Yeah, it was oh, I'm, six, thinking it was... of, I'm thinking of a different game then when I say that. Then yeah, uh, Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Park Rangers back in Westfar uh, play Rising Talents. This could be a good game. Um, Rising Talents on the day are good, and Greenwich Park Rangers. Yeah, they haven't lost very many games of football, uh, but they are playing. Probably at a higher level, quality-wise, than they've been in previous years. So they'll look to re-establish themselves uh, amongst the top teams in Westfar. Very interested to see how they're going to get on. Yeah, me too. Uh, Northern Eagles take on Renegades. Northern Eagles, tough opposition for new boys, Renegades. We've got high hopes for Renegades this year. uh, But Northern Eagles, often um, the spoilers uh, and love uh, love to be party poopers. So... Um, Renegades, yeah, don't expect that to be an easy one at all. 
Uh, probably the toughest game you can you can start your um, West for Life with is against uh, Northern Eagles. Um, they they are a good side. There's no two ways about it. King of Arts Media Production Division One, the best division, the sixth best division. Abbey Mead taking on FC Forza Greenwich. Nice to see both of those two teams uh, going again this season. Beacons against Bexley Hawks is a really intriguing game. Beacons have backed themselves uh, and taken a massive jump up. Uh, Bexley Hawks get better each and every season. They have improved. There's no two ways about it. Uh, and they find themselves now in Division 1. Well done uh, to Bexley Hawks. Well done to Beacons for backing yourselves. It's a brave move. They could f- they could fall flat on their face. Um, but you've got to back them for, for, for having a go, Gibbs. And we've said that on the review show. Uh, but they they get a free pass with the podcast just for having a crack. 100%. Um, they've backed themselves. They've given it a go. They've jumped three divisions. Um, you wish them all the best, to be honest, because um, it's, a, it's a brave move. And not many teams would have done that big of a jump. So um, they've backed themselves. They, they, they can get good players um, that want to play. So um, fair play to them. And again, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out for them. Yeah. Uh, next three games, three big teams for Division One: uh, Black Ven and Erith, uh Athletic taking on Woolwich Royals. Great fixture, uh, old school uh, Westford fixture that one. Hartford Athletic against Kingsford. These two can't get away from each other. They've been uh, rivals for the last few seasons now. We like to see this fixture popping up again. Um, but a big one for the podcast and especially my co-host, Mr. Gibson, in this week is Peckham Ryan. It doesn't really get much tougher uh, than this first game for the uh, Division One underdogs taking on. Uh, they've been named Sharkhurst by some teams. Um, Gibbs, Barn Shark, whatever you want to call them. Uh, how'd you go uh, at this fixture? You've played Barnhurst in the past. It, it will be a team vaguely similar to the one that you've played in the past, but with lots of new faces uh, from teams of yesteryear. How are you attacking this one? Because it's a tough, tough fixture. Um, how are we attacking it? Mate, just like every other fixture, to be honest. Um, we know that, obviously, we're going into the game as underdogs. There was in the division last year. We're new to the division. They've uh, recruited well um, over the summer. Um, it's, it's one of them. It's just it's the start of the season. It's a very tough game. To, to start the season um, and um, all we can do is go out there and give it a go we're oh, I'm not going to bullshit you we're, we're good enough to get Sank out of the game um, whether we do or um, it's probably a different matter but um, yeah it's, it's a game of football on a Sunday isn't it it's just it's alright Sam people have recruited it depends who shows up on the day and how, how you play and and whatnot. So there's there's a lot of different factors in it, to be honest, mate. And um, we'll, we'll go out there and we'll give it a go. I wish both teams all the best. Barnhurst, my pick for Division One titles. I'm just looking at their available players. We've not seen some of the names we expected, uh, but some big names of of uh, Peckham Rye yesteryear signing up signing up for um, Barnhurst Gibbs. You could be facing old old friends. Yeah, definitely old friends. I've, I know um, three lads are there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be a good game. As I say, I wish them all the best. I don't know. If, um, I think they'll be very tough side this year. I think probably the team to beat. Um, I saw them last Thursday. They actually played played really well. Um, they played they play good football. Um yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to give them too much praise, but 
we'll have to be at our best if we if we want to win the game. And um, I think it'll be like that for a lot of teams this season in that in that league. But Barnes Barnes a good side, but at the same time it's eleven versus eleven, and we'll we'll play on the day and we'll see we'll see the end result. Fair play to you. Good luck to both teams in the Able Environmental Division Two. Uh, Adidas, Adidas Athletic go up against Junior Reds Athletic. We'll speak about that one uh, in a while, just like we will Metrogas against Inter Belvedere. Uh, and this one, Avery Hill and New Park, ex-sparring partners in Division 3. First up again, these two play each other in Division 2. Jace putting together some old foes uh, for the first weekend of the season. We love to re-establish those um, rivalries from day one. Push Athletic. Uh, against the Footscray Lions boys. Footscray Lions going again. Uh, and well done, chaps. Push Athletic dropped down a couple <laughs> of divisions this season. Um, I did see them in pre-season against Bexley Hawks. They're handy um, if Footscray Lions um, aren't awakened and interested in this one. They will get beaten by a push. Certainly got some talented players in the Mark Dolby Foundation Division 3. Uh, AFC Kingfisher, well done for going again, gents, against Tudor Sports Rangers. Um, over there at Kidbrook School. Um, this is a good game, Gibbs. We'd like to see a more uh, a more comfortable season for Kingfisher. We don't. We didn't really like to see what was happening to them last year. You can only commend them for keeping going, but it would be nice to see them uh, have a bit more of a comfortable year. But Tudor Sports Rangers as well will want to get it over the line. They were so close next year, last year, with those games in hand. They couldn't get it over the line uh, either. So um, they're going to want to start strongly, definitely. Yeah, no, they will, and it'll be tough um, for Kingfisher. Um, again, um, again, they've been a bit quiet over preseason. I think they lost on Sunday. I think I saw somewhere three-one, but um, credit to them for going again. And you know, you want to see them. You want to see teams being able to compete. Obviously, only one team can win the league, but um, you do, you want to see everyone to be able to enjoy their football on Sunday and compete. And you just hope that Kingfisher can do that this season. Absolutely. Uh, other fixtures in Division Three. Uh, Advent Mighty Royals against Old Fortronians. Uh, Dancing Albion Bexley is a great fixture. Uh, it be interesting to see uh, if Dancing Albion can keep that momentum going from last year. Cup finalists uh, and league winners uh, in Division 4. Uh, but they play AFC Bexley, who have signed some good players over the summer. Uh, some Selk 11 uh, representation over at um, AFC Bexley. So we do wish them well, but the Dancing Albion lads were, were great. Uh, when I ref them at the end of last season against um, Highfield as well. So, uh, torn really, but uh, this should be a good fixture. Uh, football's the winner in that one, definitely. Uh, South East Athletic Maroon go up against Borden Sports. West Far, uh, Borden Sports with a very tough uh, weekend, just gone uh, heavily de- defeated in a pre-season fixture, whatever that means, um, I don't know. But SE Athletic Maroon Gibbs, we had high hopes last season uh, and they'll have similar hopes, I think, for them to get promoted at least this year. Um, they were there or thereabouts, but it did fall off when those the games um, started midweek uh, and Sundays, they did fall off a little bit. Yeah, it'll be, uh, I think Maroon will fancy themselves in this game um, against Borden. And um, I think Borden, I think they have, their problem is reliability for players. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's what that's what they struggle with. So I can see them having a struggle some season. But if Maroon can get off to a good start, um, for the, you you wouldn't back against them to be honest to be there or thereabouts. Um, and then Springhill Fleetwood, yeah. both teams are going to have aspirations for the league this season. 
Um, well, I'll tell you what, all... Omar must be pissed off. They've The first team have just nicked his top striker from last year. Yeah, Springer have recruited well the first team. Fleet down are going to be a good young team. I think that, that's got the makers of a real, a real good game as well. Yep. I think both teams will think that they could they could literally go on a run and win the league. Obviously, Danny at Springer was um he's brought in some very good players over the summer. Um, Fleet down, not heard too much of over the summer, but I know that they um they've got a Saturday side as well. Um, I think they're going to be a young side. I think uh yeah, I mean either either one either one. It's a tough start to the season for both, but either one of them would fancy themselves. I think. Agreed. That's a very equal game and a good fixture. Um, how it's not made our games of the week, though, I don't know. But there's plenty of rival. There's plenty there's, of rival. There's too many good games this week, yeah, mate. That's the there is, there is actually. It's like it's like Jace has been so excited over the summer to get some fixtures out that he's just whacked about twenty. He's put all the top, all the top games on the first day of the season. <laughs> That's good. In the Pat Tansley Division Four, uh, Bexley Wanderers probably their tough one of the toughest games of the season in Division Four. They take on Div Five champion Sidcup, um, who will be pleased to start their season off uh, with Bexley Wanderers, who did struggle last year. Um, so they'll want to get off to a good start just as they did last year and they didn't really take their foot off the pedal at all the Sid Cup boys um, so that's a good season uh, that's a good game for them Bexley Wanderers time to um, start this season with a clean slate Gibbs and, and they start fresh uh, and it, it, without sounding horrible it can't really get much worse oh. for them than it was last year No I mean they was rock bottom last year weren't they um, you'd like to think that they've regrouped and maybe recruited over the summer um, so I think they had a lot of times last year they're struggling to fill the side. So hopefully they've recruited well over the summer. They can go again. I mean, C-Cup's not an easy game. They're full of confidence. They've been playing a lot of games over pre-season. Yeah. Um, young side, they're probably going to come out and they're going to they're gonna fancy it against Bexley and they're probably going to take it to them. So it could be a long day for Bexley, but they need to get off to a, a, a good start. Yeah, certainly. Um, they If, if they're going to lose, they need to start seeing some signs that there's there's progress from last season. You know, no, no wins never are given to any side. Uh, but Bexley just need to see progress from those dark days of last season. Uh, I'm sure there'll be improvements this year for Bexley Wanderers. They've been going for too long, uh, and they're really they're a real good bunch of lads uh, as well. Um, so um, for them, they just need to see improvements. But, but yeah, Sid Cup will be going all guns for a big three points for the for the opening day of the season on Sunday. Uh, the other games in the Division Four: EWD Eagles taking on Highfield Rovers. A very very good fixture uh, for opening day. Weekend. Good luck to both teams. New Cross against Royal Oak brings together two teams who, who had a bit about them last year. Royal Oak, team of the season, nonetheless, uh, voted for by our listeners uh, via Twitter. Uh, Royal Oak winning that one as well as a league and cup double, um, a treble on the cards for uh, Royal Oak last season. That's done. That's dusted. That's in the history books. Now, this season is the one they need to think about. Uh, and they, they take on the stubborn uh, task of New Cross. Rovers down at Meridian on Sunday, Gibbs. It doesn't really get any tougher than that for Royal Oak. This will be a real good test for them first game, first game of the season. Yeah, well, I think it'll be, it'll be a good test for both teams. New Cross, we know what they're about. Um, Who's the favourites on that one, Gibbs? Um, well, blimey, you've put me on the spot there. It's tough, Maybe isn't more... it? Because New Cross played higher division, but Royal Oak probably had the players last year to play yeah. a couple above where they were as well. Um, does the does the league and cup double put a bit more pressure on Royal Oak this year? Because obviously New Cross um, didn't quite deliver I, I, on that I, front last season. 
I don't think the Royal Oak will have any pressure. I do think they'll want to go out and start off well with that winning mentality. Um, New Cross, I think, were just pipped, wouldn't they, um, to the second. I think that, obviously, they lost their cup final to EWD. Um, yeah. I'd say Royal Oak, probably, like you say, they, Royal Oak have had the players that probably could have played at a level or two above. Um, it depends how well New Cross have recruited in the summer that we don't know of, because obviously the first team folded last season. Mm. Has a couple of them come back and, and joined? You, you don't know. Um, I think, obviously, the first week we're just kind of going into the... Um, the unknown, didn't we, really? I yeah. mean, if New Cross come out and they've recruited some of their players that left before from the first team, they could come out and win 5-0. But the flip side, Royal Oak could come out and win 5-0, um, carrying on their, their momentum from last season. So it, it's a tough one. I'd probably make Royal Oak favourites, to be fair. I agree. Uh, Elton Ducks, their debut in West Fart is against Rose and Crown. Uh, stiff, a stiff opposition for, uh, for Elton Ducks. Uh, they'll be looking at Rose and Crown and, and they need to be wary. <coughs> Elton Ducks uh, think that they're going to do well this season. They'll need to pass stern tests uh, like the ones that Rose and Crown will, um, will put up. And Rose and Crown, a good thing, a good bit about them as well. Not, not, not a team to uh, write off in any way. It'll be interesting to see the, the progress for Rose and Crown and Elton Ducks this season. Foresters go again um, against um, a young side in Our Lady Youth. That's a tough, Tough opening day fixture for the uh, the youngsters at Our Lady Youth, Gibbs, because Foresters, as we know, um, they get better every year. They they started from nothing, don't forget, from adverts looking for players, uh, and they've they forged this squad. They got cup finals together. They finished uh, in the top places uh, of it of of each of the divisions they've played in so far. Sec- second or third year, this is third year for them in Westfar. Um, it's a very tough game for a, a bunch of youngsters coming into men's football to face Foresters on Sunday. Yeah, full credit to Foresters, like you say. Um, from how they started advertising to players, they've sustained themselves. They've um, they've been a tough game for everyone in their league, haven't they? They was up there challenging last year. Yeah. Um, it might be... Well, it's going to be a tough day and a very... Um, for our lady but we don't know too much about them they could come out of the blocks flying this, this week is so unknown of, mm. of the teams we're going to have um, some of the, a lot of these teams are unknown to us so it's, it's it is a it's kind of we're take we're just really taking a like a, a guess in the dark really aren't we yeah. Which we don't really know too much but um, tough game I think a tough game for both to be fair the youth might hurt Foresters but then obviously Foresters have got that experience and then maybe the older heads that could um that could hurt our lady. So good good game. Very good game. I mean every the way Sunday League works really is we we could say the team that won X division, they could have lost all their players and they're starting again, but they're in a higher division. The way Sunday works is there's there is sometimes a higher turnover of players regardless. So you know the we, it's gonna take us of everyone making predictions on the podcast, it's gonna take us six weeks to two months to 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 the for the tables to start working themselves out. Um, a little I bit. See, I just see on on um, Crocodile's thing, they've signed a few Falconwood players. Obviously, where Falconwood have, have yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw Falconwood. that as well. So um, obviously they signed that uh, James Baird, who's very good, good, very good forward, very good player. Yeah, I saw a few of them a, a preseason picture. There's a few of them. So you know, he said he needed a centre half a couple of weeks ago. Um, he'll, he'll he'll end up getting one, and he'll have sixteen on Sunday. Oh, 100 percent. They've recruited well. <laughs> James always brings goals, so um, that's a good signing for Crocodile. 
Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, Vulture Sports Division 5, Bexley Knights taking on New Boys, Old Peppies uh, down at Har- Harris Gerrard Academy. Uh, interesting fixture this one. Bexley Knights, as we say, they know where the back of their net is, that's for sure. But um, the opposition find it all too easy finding the back of theirs. So they expect a high scoring fixture in this one. Old Peppies, we don't know anything about. And we know it's a vet, it was a Vets team on Saturdays uh, that was pretty successful. Um, and they've ventured out and they've got teams all over the place. They've got women's teams. They've got Vets teams. They've got teams in the North Kent Sunday Football League, who you'll hear later on in this podcast. Uh, and now Westfire, and I think they've got a men's team uh, at district level as well. So a club on the grow, a club, a club on the move. You can commend that. Uh, how how thin are they stretching their squad to make all of these things, these teams work? We don't know. Uh, but Bexley Knights, probably a good team to start off your West for Life against. Um, you know you're going to get it because um, they're a good attacking outfit, but you're going to get opportunities to to score as well. So a good start for Old Peppies maybe and Bexley Knights. Yeah, I think Bexley Knights will fancy themselves here. Um, they've had some games over pre-season. I think they might have learned how to um, shut up shop a little bit at the other end, um, which is a good sign for them. So um, I, I'd probably favour Bexley Knights in this game, to be fair. But okay. you can you can never tell. We don't know too much about all Peppies, but I think Bexley Knights will fancy themselves to get off to a strong start here. Yeah, I think so too. With, the, with that experience and know-how as a team, uh, you'll back the... The, the Bexley Knights boys. Uh, the other games in Div 5, Croft and Albion taking on Avery Hill Athletic. Two new boys um, playing each other. First game in Westfa. Uh, Croft and Albion, by all accounts, a good outfit. Uh, Avery Hill Athletic reserves maybe struggled a little bit in pre-season, but you can't take uh, what happens in pre-season as gospel. Um, but a good fixture nonetheless there. Uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets, not Greenwich Challenge Vets anymore, Greenwich, Greenwich Challenge, sorry boys, I'm going to do that for a little while, uh, take on Springle United Blues, uh, two of the older head teams in uh, Westfire, clashing first game of the season, uh, that's an interesting one. Yes, it is, um, it'll be interesting to see how um, Omar's team has shaped up after probably losing a few to the first team, um, and Greenwich Challenge obviously dropping the Vets title, It'd be interesting to see how they line up as well and um, how they've recruited over the summer. I think this is a, a real good game, um, interesting game to the start of the season as well. Omar, he had a lot of stick last season, didn't he? And he was on the sack race for quite a fair while. He deserved it. Uh, he did. I'm sure he's going to want to get off to a good start <laughs> this season, though. Um, and Omar knows his way around Sunday League. I'm sure he would have tried to have recruited well as well. Um yeah, I mean, I, I I'd back Omar on this one and Spring Hill and Spring Hill Blues and you'd like to see Omar do well, Jeremy, you know I mean? because he does take a fair bit of stick. So you'd like to see him do well. Oh, no one, no one loves, no one loves Sunday football um, more than than Omar. We all we all love the game and we all love being involved in it. But you know, Omar is a proper proper fan. He's been involved with Sunday League for donkeys years, um, and he's a real passionate guy, especially about his club and. No one was more disappointed um, about how their season ended up last year uh, than Omar. After having such but a good they, year the year they before. They've got to stop players, didn't they? He's, he's recruiting and they keep nicking his players. <laughs> yeah. What's happening with the club development officer? He's not helping him out very much, is he? Mate, anything. 
He's he's up in Northampton, isn't he? He's not developing anything for him. <laughs> he's developing a sore thumb from all the tweets. Yeah, from all the tweets, that's about it. <laughs> uh, but Greenwich Challenge had a good season last year. Um, started off very, very well in Div 6. They've obviously earned their, their promotion. Uh, and um, Spring Hill Blues not having a great year in, in Div 5. So this is a good meeting of two teams uh, with a fresh start over the summer. Um, they'll both be looking uh, for promotion, I imagine. Um, we might as have to bring know. back Elliot out. <laughs> we might have to. You might have to. Uh, Greenwich Hot Shots taking on Chimera. Uh, that's a good one. A good battle uh, for the season. Both teams, I think, pretty much new look Chimera um, and Greenwich Hot Shots. Many of the faces that you'd have seen over yesteryear. Come on, the shots. I'd love to start saying that again. Not a good season for them uh, last year. Um, they'll be looking to uh, improve, definitely. And Greenwich Battle Cruisers. Um, wearing the silk sleeve, the silk logo on their sleeves this year, uh, taking on new boys, Crocodile Swans. I think that was a swan, a team called Swanley uh, from whatever league they played in last season. Have hooked up with uh, the Crocodile as a club, uh, and uh, yeah, an interesting one. Uh, we we've backed the Battle Cruisers, I think, for uh, for glory this season. Gibbs, you've backed the Blues in Div Five, and I've backed the Battle Cruisers. Um, so I'm hoping for a Battle Cruisers win there. No two ways about it. Yeah, I'm out back the battle cruisers, lads, all day long. Um, they used to train with us, good lads. Um, and they've really done well from their first season to how they've built and how strong they've become as a side. And um, they had a winning mentality last year, and they they took that on. And I think this year they've they've built again. And you'd, you'd fancy them to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. To be fair, yeah, they've got to be. That's the aim, and I'm sure uh, Josh. Uh, we'll be hoping to be able to stay off the pitch as much as possible, seeing some of those little clips. Of uh, I heard he's the new goalkeeper this season. Oh, okay, that might. Uh, hopefully, he's a better goalkeeper than than his dragbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the South Grassroots Podcast Network Division Six, the best division, the fifth best division, the best division in Westfa, uh, and Elton Palace take on the Bosco. Uh, an Elton Palace side who impressed me against Rose and Crown recently. Uh, I've never seen the Bosco. Uh, but Elton Palace definitely played some nice football and they were dangerous from set pieces. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that the Elton Palace uh, boys um, have a good season this year. FC Cabras, new look FC Cabras taking on Sporting Greenwich. Uh, Cabras will be hoping to go a bit better than they did last year. Promotion has to be the aim for them. Uh, come on, the goats. Yeah, they've I'm had a good pre-season. Uh, and AFC Sporting Greenwich, if anything, went a little bit backwards last year. Uh, so they'll want to uh, move away uh, from uh, from that tough season they had last year. So an interesting game, that one. Uh, but Cabras, definitely the favourites. Um, EWD Reserves, their debut is against another reserve side, Chimera Reserves. But Chimera Reserves were cup finalists last year. So a tricky opening day fixture for EWD um, Eagles Reserves. Uh, two teams who did struggle overall last year. Hartford Athletic Blues. Um, drop into Division 6. They take on JJ United. Uh, and we spoke earlier about Bex United, a team who can score goals and let in goals. I think that's absolutely um, typified by JJ United, who seemed at times last season, Gibbs, to score in three, fours and fives uh, every game. There was a period where they scored a lot of goals, uh, but they definitely concede goals. And that will be something that Hartford Blues will be looking to... Cons- will be looking to um, exploit on Sunday but them themselves have, have let in a fair few, few goals so this could be um, a bonanza I reckon end of the day Sunday we might see JJ United top of Div 6 do you think 
I reckon we could possibly do. I reckon that they'll score goals. <laughs> and I'm not sure Hartford Blues have got a lot of goals in them. They did have a good draw with, with Battle Cruises the other day, 1-1. But I'm not sure goals is... Um, they have a lot of goals in them, the Blues. And um, JJ, you know, we know they can score a goal. So I wouldn't be surprised if JJ were top of the six Sunday afternoon. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and only one cup game this weekend. It's a Westford Shield fixture. And it sees the team that lost to the refs uh, the Westford Refs team a couple of weeks ago, Leza FXI are taking on um, Intercross, who have re-entered um, Westford after finishing their season early last year. I've got to say, it's good to see them back. They were a good bunch of lads, uh, but Lesser, um, it's a big game for them, Gibbs. Losing to the Refs and then losing to Intercross is going to be a tough, tough start for uh, Lesser. Yeah, it could be a tough start, to be fair. They, they, was, they had some good players. It was very well organised. Um and in across, sometimes we'd be hit and miss if they get a team out. Um, they had some good results last year. I'd like to, they're a club you'd like to see them do well because they they stick at it. And like you say, they've come back as well. They didn't have the best of seasons last season. So, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a good opening fixture for both, to be honest. And both will want the win to start the season off in the right way. No one's going to want to go out of a cup so early as well, first game of the season. So um, I think there's quite a bit riding on that one, to be fair. Yeah, I think so. I've seen Intercross once and uh, if I, I mean, what I'm about to say is meant to be a compliment. They're the most Sunday league team that I think I've ever seen. You know, they were, <laughs> they turned up and they were relaxed and in the game, it was good banter with, with the players. And, you know, it was a 5-4 game or something like that or 4-all, something like that against Bexley Knights, an afternoon fixture uh, in January, I think, uh, over at Crofton. And... Um, they were so relaxed and it was fun and 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 everything about the game was brilliant. And obviously, Bexley Knights played their part in that fixture um, as well. But I really enjoyed refereeing the game because uh, it was proper fun. It was a fun game. So it's nice to see teams that I have those good memories with in games coming back because we need teams like that in Sunday football. But lesser FXI, yeah, must win for them, for their confidence uh, and for their hopes this season of having um, a slightly better year than last year. Right, Gibbs, let's get straight into um, our predictions. We've had a chat uh, about the fixtures, so we're just going to go straight in and predict the scores um, of these four games. First up is the Prem Division game, and that is Metrogas against Inter Belvedere. You could have picked any of the three that you picked this week that were that were in the Prem this weekend. All of them could have been picked. Uh, but this one's a bit tasty. I think you've done this because... Um, similar team, similar mentality, both mates teams um, down at those at the nice pitches at Metrogas. This will be a, a beautiful game. And I, if I wasn't refereeing this weekend, um, I would go and watch this one because this this is a fantastic fixture. I know. This is a top game. Um, do you know what? I really, I thought a draw, then I thought Metrogas, then I thought Inter Belvedere. Nothing then stupid thought, in it. Nothing stupid in no. it. No, then I thought a draw. Um, something's telling me two two, but then something's really going at me, telling me Metrogas two one. So um, yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go Metrogas two one. I think two it'll one. be a very very close game though. But something's really going at me, saying two two. You're trying to upset Jamie Bennett on the first pod- podcast of the season, aren't you? Oh, I'm not Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll pick uh, because you've gone Metrogas, then I'll go for Inter Belvedere. I'm going to go 2 1. We know that they'll have the players. This, these are the games that 
both teams will have their full squads out. You, you have to say Metrogas players, their pre-season. I mean, Inter Belvedere as well are, are sort of littered with um, step five, step six players. They'll be, they'll be boy, they'll be fit, they'll be ready, um, as will Metrogas. But this is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, who's the referee on this one, Gibbs? Spencer, Ooh. referee of the yes, year. Yes. Uh, big games, big names, big refs. Spencer will um, control that game very well. Uh, yeah, 2 1 either side. Gibbs has gone for Metrogas. I've gone for Inter Belvedere. Uh, next up is Adas against um, Junior Reds. This is a Division Two game. Um, Junior Reds, we hear, um, are looking the business in pre season. Adas have always had that um, potential to be a top, top side. Um, they fell a bit short last year amongst stiff opposition in Peckham Rye uh, and uh, Bexley Hawks in the end. Um, but Gibbs, this is a top game and both teams will have title aspirations. No two ways about it. Yeah, watch out for uh, Junior Reds. They're going to they're gonna be a good side this year. Adas, like we said last year, in the, last week in the review show, good side, but can they be consistent with it? And if they get off to a good start, I think they'll be flying, but if they get off to a bad start, I can see them struggling all season, to be honest. Mm. Um, purely because I think they're a confidence team. When they're winning, they're, all the players want to show up. When it's not going so well around those winter months and stuff, I'm not sure that they get a full team out. No. Um, I am going to back Junior Reds on this one, and I think it'll be very convincing and comfortable for them. But I'm going to go Junior Reds 4-2. 4-2. I was thinking 3-2 Junior Reds uh, as you was talking. So I'm going to stick with that. I will go Junior Reds um, to get the win. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Adas uh, get the win either. Um, this is a big game for Division 2. As I say, early doors uh, for one of these two to beat each other. There's a big, big confidence booster for any title or promotion bids that either team has. Good luck, chaps. Uh, into the third, the third game, sorry, and Division Senior Division. Senior division? division, division one, division, division one. Sorry, division one. Old rivals, uh, old rivals from Division four and last season. Uh, Hartford Athletic uh, take on Kingsford. Uh, potential in both teams here for them to be long-standing Westford teams, successful Westford teams um, for years to come. The talent in both teams uh, is there for everybody to see. Kingsford um, not so good in the league last year, but got to cup finals and didn't quite get the job done in their cup final. This year, they should come back reinvigorated. It took them a long time to get their season started last year. So this offers them, um, I think they'll have the adrenaline because of the opposition in Hartford Athletic um, to keep, to get going and be on the front foot from game one. Hartford, similarly, Gibbs will be wary of Kingsford. These two have probably met each other more times uh, than any other team in Westford uh, over the last couple of seasons, being that they've been around each other the whole time. Uh, we don't really need to talk this one up too much, but um, how, do you, can, how do you see this one going? Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I think Kingsford will come away with a win. I think they've been um, strong over pre-season. Uh, got the bit between their teeth. I think they'll, I, I think they'll win this convincing. I think I'm going to go 3-1 Kingsford. 3-1 to Kingsford. Um, again, I've not really seen much of their pre-season either team. Um, Hartford Athletic been a bit quiet actually on socials um, so haven't seen what they've been up to Kingsford though you do expect them to come um, and with with energy with uh, tenacity 
uh, and they will have that thought in their head that they don't want to start off slowly uh, again and their season essentially be over in the league uh, by February like it was this year. Uh, they were done and dusted basically by Christmas. They, we were worried about them being relegated, if anything, Kingsford, uh, and catching up those games in hand didn't really work out for them. Uh, Hartford did have a good season. It did tail off a little bit towards the end. Uh, that gives me a bit of hope. Both Hartford did start off well and Kingswood were slow starters last year. Is that going to be the same this year? I don't know. Uh, I will go for a draw, though, I think, in this one. I'm going to go for free all in this one. I think Ooh, it's going right. to be a, a real good game. Uh, we know Hartford have goals and Kingsford uh, have been doing well as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. Not my usual Desmond. Uh, I can see it being a bit more lively than that. So, free all uh, is my pick. Gibbs, last but not least, uh, last season's Division 3 title um, sparring partners, um, Avery Hill Athletic, top of Division 3 for much, much of the season last year. Um, we did say, had they played many, too many games too soon uh, because they were getting clawed back by New Park, who did get the title over the line. Congratulations, New Park. Um, is that's just moment? That's just motivation for Avery Hill Athletic to try uh, and get that first result over the line. Uh, on Sunday uh, against the team that did nick the title off of them. Um, but New Park won't need any motivation either. They'll know what this game is all about too. Uh, yeah, I mean, Avery have been playing friendly since July, haven't they? Um, so they're going to be really settled. New Park, not heard so much of them over pre-season. Um, but obviously they had a good season last year. Um, and we backed them, we backed them heavily. Um, Avery will probably will have the bit between their teeth. And want to start off well, uh, real good club. I don't know if, if New Park. It's a tough one because I just don't know what New Park you're going to get because I haven't heard much of him pre-season. Interestingly, but... they've started a team in the Orpington and Bromley as well. I think New Park Aslan or something they're called. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be players that have gone from, uh, from older players or new younger players that have gone from this, this Westford side that have gone over to start a new team in the Uppington and Bromley, but um, I, I don't know how that affects them too much, but um, they, that, we, we, I guess we'll see on Sunday, but, but you've got to make uh, New Park the favourite, surely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both these sides, to be yeah. fair. I've known Alex at Avery all along well, and Ari at New Park and the lads down there are good guys. Mm. Um, a lot of respect for both teams. Do you know what? I'm I'm a bit undecided, so I'm going to sit on the fence and I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, 2-0. Two. Two I'm unsure will New Park get off to a flying start or Avery Hill are definitely going to fancy it. And it sounds like they've got themselves in a great place to um, in a great place to, to get a result. I'm going to back Avery Hill. I know that New Park will be pleased with that. They won't give me any grief. I'm going to back 2-1 to Avery Hill just because we've not seen anything of um, New Park over the summer. Uh, and those minutes in the legs will be beneficial to Avery Hill early doors. How that works out later on in the season, as we get into the heavier pitches and, and more games played, we don't know. Um, but right now, that puts them in good stead. I'm going to back Avery Hill um, to win 2-1. Gibbs has gone 2-all. Gibbs, that is the end of our Westford recording. Good luck this week against Sharkhurst. Um, we expect uh, maybe some more players to, to show up and be registered um, for Sunday. Um, but yeah, all the best. May the best team win. Cheers, buddy. Have a good week. You too, mate. Take care, mate. Bye. Next up, 
on the podcast is the Southern Sunday. Uh, Graham, first of all, hello. How are you? Welcome. Uh, we're back to the bread and butter stuff on the podcast. I hope you're well. Uh, yeah. Hi, Andrew. Um, good to be back. Um, great reaction from last week's show. I think we triggered one or two people, didn't we? I think that word agenda, I think, was kicking about a little bit. So, um, mm. yeah, that's no, all good. It's all in good spirit. And uh, yeah, I think uh, to all the teams, you know, you're very fortunate that you get the coverage. So if we're talking about you, I suppose we're leaving someone else alone. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's very, very good to be back. And I think, you know, those teams that are not kickable yet, I think they're really buzzing for this weekend, as are we. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, the first weekend back. And yeah, uh, what I will say, the word agenda was used. But then when we when then when we explained again on social media the reasons for the picks, it was kind of like, OK, then fair cop. We'll, yeah, take, yeah, we'll yeah. take that one on the gym. <laughs> That's what it's all about, opinions. Exactly. Um, so um, before we get into the fixtures for uh, Sunday, the 3rd of September, there has been uh, a couple of handfuls of games in the Southern Sunday already. Um, some wise teams taking the chance to play some early football um, and get some early points on the board or not, as the case may be. But they've utilised really some 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 weeks towards the end uh, of Octo- of August where we some teams or most teams are still playing pre-season friendlies to get some competitive games played. To me, this is a good use of time and I applaud all the teams for making the effort uh, and the league um, for putting it on because it is a, it is a league thing. It's not a directive from anywhere that you you have to start the season on the third of September. Um, for me, this is a good use of time. Given our new um, damp or wet or soggy or horrible winters, um, using using these two weeks or three weeks in um, August is a good thing. Um, and I'm not just saying that because Graham's sitting there. I, I, fought it for, <laughs> I fought it for such a long time. All right, the pitches aren't the best, but they're no good uh, in September, at the beginning of September either. Um, but Graham, yeah, I think it, it's been a success again by looking at the amount of games you've managed to get played. Yeah, no, I think it's been good. I think 10 games over the three weeks. Now, people will probably look at that and say that doesn't actually make a big difference in terms of like towards the end of the season, but actually it does. Uh, we know particularly in the Southwest area um, after Easter Sunday, a lot of the goalposts are down. So, you know, that's one or two matches for some of these teams that they don't have to worry about cramming in when pitches are unavailable and they're having to pay 250 quid for 3G pitches. Um, and obviously for every game that's been played now in August, that's one less double header potentially that they've then got to play yeah. at the end. So for me to get single games in, um, I think makes absolute sense. So yeah, I, I echo what you said. Well done to the teams for showing a lot of maturity and common sense and you know, I think, you know, particularly like a team like Southside United, I know you're going to give the results. All of a sudden, you know, they sort of put themselves up there or thereabouts and maybe they weren't in a promotion or championship contender, um, uh, you know, for the reckoning. They might have not been in that conversation, but by making a really good uh, early start to the season, um, you know, that gives the other teams a lot of work to do. They have to come from behind. And, you know, we've seen with teams last season who were particularly proactive in getting games on, Okay, they might get one or two or three games ahead of their opposition, but actually, in the longer term, it always tends to work out more favourably. That's that's kind of what history tells us. But um, yeah, and no, I'm just very grateful and um, pleased that the teams were able to do this, and hopefully, we can do a lot more of this next year. And I know, seen on social media, there's teams in other leagues that are kind of wanting their leagues to do the same thing. So yeah. 
if we've been the ones that have kind of led on this and others are going to follow, then, you know, I'd be pleased about that as well. Absolutely. Right, let's have a look at the results from the 13th, the 20th and the 27th, uh, obviously starting with the 13th. Um, in League 4, a Junction League seconds were seen off 1-0 uh, by Southside United. Well done to Southside United. First, um, the first of first three points of their season at the first time of asking. Not too sad. In League 10, the best league in the Southern Sunday. Uh, old Freemans uh, haven't uh, found any sort of um, level yet in the in the Southern Sunday. Maybe League 11 will be their level. They lost 5-0 um, to Junction Elite. Fourths, um, who have gone down a, a league because uh, the under-23 side uh, did finish um, over the summer. Uh, so uh, three points going to Southside United and Junction Elite Fourths. Uh, Graham, as I said, um, Old Freemans, it looks like it could be um, another tough year for them. Yeah, really, really difficult. I mean, they got that big headline win, didn't they, against Old Ruts, where they kind of announced themselves towards the end of last season and really derailed their Old Ruts promotion and championship party. But uh, yeah, they've gone down and um, yeah, they've not exactly taken to that new division like a duck to water. And there's been a lot of water about recently. Um, yeah, they'll they'll be looking much, much earlier this time. I think... Uh, we forgave them and said, you know, they were a bit new into the league last year and they were still kind of finding their feet and it took them a while. They're going to have to start to get some points uh, on the board pretty quickly. Otherwise, that is going to be a really long, horrible, miserable run of quite a lot of defeats in there. And um, of course, nobody wants the Selk Grassroots League 10 wooden spoon, do they, Andrew? Because we don't know where it's been, actually. <laughs> well, it's been busy stirring pots, I think, in, <laughs> on social media um, as best I can. But uh, no, you don't. I mean, you know, finishing bottom of of League Ten doesn't really mean much. There's no sort of relegation, um, and yeah, it's gonna. You know, no one, but no one wants to finish bottom uh, in the league. So uh, it's tough. It's tough, old Freemans. I'm sure there'll be improvements from last season. You can only hope for them that they'll get. Uh, a few more wins on the board just to make uh, them a little bit more happy because uh, it can't be uh, nice having the, the run that they've had. Right, in the 20th, on the 20th of August, there were three games and they were as follows in the Bob Dixon League One, Hampton Terriers dealing with the, the step up in division quite comfortably with a 4-3 win, say comfortably, a 4-3 win against Brixton Town. Um, but, but they back at it straight away, Graham. Really, they didn't have two much too many bad spells last season so they've come in and they've left they've started where they left off last year yeah we looked last year and wondered whether they could cope with the step up and then kind of I think the question this year has been around the same thing whether they were going to do it and um yeah they've um they've done the business haven't they against a very very experienced Brixton side who finished um last season very very strongly um yeah I think that's a really really good three points on the board and when you get those tight games if you just edge out and you come out as the, the winner in those tight games for a first game of the season in a higher division I think that will give the Hampton boys an enormous amount of confidence so yeah really really good win yeah well done chaps uh, top deck win 5-3 against Ballon Mariners uh, top deck also promoted uh, last season so a good step up for them 5-3 uh, against the Ballon Mariners who were fair to Midland last year improved on the previous season uh, but uh, yeah, fair to middle, and I think is 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 a polite way uh, to describe the Bell and Mariners boys. Um, but yeah, five three first game of the season for top deck, 
very good win. Uh, Southside United got a second win um, of the season uh, in their second week of playing. They beat Division 5, League 5 champions, AFC Poplar Rovers 3-1. And that is a massive step uh, for Southside United. Fancied by Francis in the overall predictions uh, for league winners. Um, We only did that because they won two games. That's the only reason why he did it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have picked them. That's just fake news. (laughs) Well, if that's the case. Um, it's a hundred percent the case. I mean, you can see that. You can see through it. Like nobody's business. I mean, come on, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three-one against Popular Rovers, who would have been chomping at the bit uh, to get their season started, and they would have looked at Southside United as a winnable game. The disappointing start for AFC Popular Rovers, but plenty of football to play. That's why it's a good idea to start now. The pressure really isn't on these August games, um, and Popular Rovers may now just have to slightly reassess their aspirations for League 4. I think just on that point, you're right, it isn't won or lost in the first couple of games of the season. Teams are still sussing each other out as people are coming back from holidays and there's new players being integrated into squads. You are always going to get one or two maybe questionable, surprise, dodgy, however you want to describe it. Those results in all the divisions are going to happen in the early weeks of the season until it beds down. So... You know, you could lose your first two or three games of the season. I don't think anybody at any point really should be pushing the panic button in uh, September. So there's a long, long, long way to go. Absolutely. Uh, And that was the games from the 20th. On the 27th, we had a few more games uh, on League Four. Junction League Seconds played AFC Popular Rovers. Popular Rovers looking for their first three points. They didn't get it uh, after a one-all draw. Uh, with a good side in uh, Junction League seconds, don't forget. That's no shape. A draw there after a loss in their opening game um, shows a bit. They probably shut up shop a little bit more uh, against the seconds there, uh, Popular Rovers. But yeah, one all. I guess both teams may take that. Yeah, and that's a double header that Poplar won't play against either Junction Elite or Southside. And they look like they're going to be two teams who are potentially going to be up there. So, you know, they've got those games played in Junction Elite, exactly the same thing. Southside and Poplar Rovers, they played those two games. That's two double headers that they're not going to play up there. Southside, exactly the same. This is why it's beneficial for these teams to have got these games in. But um, I still think Poplar will be up there. And I think Junction Elite will be up there or thereabouts as well. I think um, we know it's going to be a competitive division. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's necessarily any surprises with these um, results, but, uh, you know, it can turn. It can it can go the other way as well. So, um, yeah, well done. Well done to both teams. Uh, in League 5, uh, St. Matthew's Project kept quiet on uh, Sunday against Holloway Royals. New boys to League 5. Uh, St. Matthew's Project 1, Holloway Royals 4. Oh, well, I, too early for a statement of intent win, Graham? Oh, Well, this was 1-0 to St. Matthews at halftime, by all accounts. So, um, what a turnaround in the second half. Um, (laughs) I'd be interested to know what they had in their oranges at halftime. That is some turnaround. And that is not an easy place to go, by the way. That's a big pitch down there. That's not an easy easy venue. But, yeah, obviously, we don't know a lot about Holloway Roars, but we do know a lot about St. Matthews. Yeah. You know, essentially four goals in 45 minutes to turn around that game. I, I I, wouldn't go as far yet to say statement of intent result, but if they go and do that again, maybe next week and then the week after, I think we might look be looking at Holloway Raws thinking, yeah, they're going to be um, up there or thereabouts. But, um, you know, we were very complimentary about them on the, on the preview show. You know, we know that they've got players that have played 
uh, fairly senior football on a Saturday and they've been around the Sunday League and the uni circuit a little bit. So um, they're no mugs, I think. And um, I think they've confirmed that by that result. Absolutely. A good win and, and a big first hello to everyone at the Southern Sunday. Holloway Royals wants to keep your eyes open for next season. Junction Elite third this season now, isn't it? We've started the bloody season. It is this season. Absolutely. <laughs> Junction Elite thirds two. Uh, LMT one. We know what a tough team LMT can be at times. There's that potential every season for them to be promotion chasers or relegation fodder. Um, I don't think this game tells us much about LMT. Junction Elite thirds are a very decent team. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, two one to them. Probably going the way I would have expected. Yeah, tight game. Obviously, we know the capabilities of Junction Elite Thurs. You know, they're only team to take points off of South City in the division last season. So we know that they're no mugs. Um, as you say, LMT, you really, you know, you want a consistent LMT to turn up. You know, they do pull some really outstanding results out of the bag sometimes. And then another team, another time they're playing against a team where you think that they might get the win. And um, for whatever reason, it doesn't happen for them. So, um yeah, they might be a bit disappointed they've lost that opening game. But again, as we've said, in the other divisions, you know, there's plenty of um, plenty of time to go. Absolutely. Uh, last uh, last couple of games now in League 8. Uh, Bellarmine Clapham, Albion 1, um, AFC Old Town 2. The Cup Specialists win their first league game <laughs> of the season. Graham, what do we think of that? Well, it's not what I really think of it. It's what they thought of it. I think they were really disappointed in their own performance, I think, from what I remember reading on um, social media. I think um, I think they feel that they didn't do themselves justice, even though they've come out with a win, which is quite interesting, because if you compare that against their last couple of years, I think there's been games where, you know, they played particularly well and not got the result. And maybe this is one that has gone the other way around. So perhaps they are going to have a... Um, a, a better season in the league than what they did um, last year. And they've obviously got off to a very, very good winning start against the Bellum and Clapham Albion team, who we know, who have got a lot of capability and that are no mugs. So I think results just on its own, obviously we weren't there, we didn't see the performance, but we have to take what the boys say, you know, on their word. Nonetheless, if you don't play well and you go and get a result on the opening day, that's job done as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, I just think you have to pat them on the back and say, well done, off to a good start. Yeah, well done, gents. Uh, last but not least, and the best league in the best division in the Southern Sunday League 10, the Selkgrass Roots League 10. Uh, Junction League Fulfs, uh won their first game of the season, obviously, against Old Freemans. We've just spoken about that. But Brockwell Violets, we did say whether these are going to be the Rosendale firsts, more firsts than seconds. I don't think this game tells us too much either whether the mix of players is going to be um, heavily one way or the other. But Brockwell Violet getting off to a 3-2 win um, and a good one for them, I suppose. I think if it was going to be the firsts and it was against Junction Elite Force, it would have been heavier win. I it? think that would be much more one-sided. So um, I'm still willing to keep a very open mind on that as I was last week. Yeah, same here. Right, that's all of the results up to date. That's we're up to date, Graham. Thank God for that. Let's have a look at the fixtures <laughs> uh, for the coming Sunday, Sunday the third of September. All fixtures uh, scheduled to play. We're going to run through, and we're going to concentrate uh, on a couple uh, or one or two from each division. Uh, we'll read them all out, but then we'll go into our 
weekly predictions. Uh, Francis from Mag- Magpie Recruitment will be my guest predictor. So we will have two sets of predictions uh, on the podcast for the Southern Sunday. As I as I continue in my chair role to remain as neutral and as impartial as possible. Of course. So uh, we'll we'll be. Uh, Francis is more than happy to to to. Uh, Beat the cannon fodder and yeah, muck yeah, up yeah. and for us to take the mickey out of him, absolutely. Well yeah. done, Francis. Yeah, so... Um, Good lad. He's Taking one that. for the team. Yeah. Let's have a look then at all the fixtures for Sunday, um, the 3rd of September. All league games bar bar one. That's the South Bank Challenge Cup. That will be the South Bank Challenge Cup. We'll talk about that last. Right, first in the Graham, in the Supreme Trophies Graham Dodd Premier Um Premier Division, Ballum against Clapham Rovers, a good fixture to open the season with just the one game in the Premier Division. So let's have a talk about this one. AFC Ballum, Chairman Cup winners last year, uh, Clapham Rovers, a quiet season um, after g- gaining the crown of Premier Division champions the season before. Uh, the crown was heavy, sat heavy on their head and, and they struggled at times last season, finished mid-table. Uh, they may have been pleased with that. They dabbled with some outside cup competitions as well. Uh, but AFC Ballum um, probably want to have a little look at, at being a bit, little bit better in the Premier Division this season. Yeah, didn't win too many last season, but I think they'll have this eye on the first game. And I think they'll be quite buoyed, obviously, from that Chairman's Cup victory last season. I think that was a big... I think it was a big thing for them as a club. They thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed themselves. And I think the confidence they would have got out of that would have been, um, you know, quite significant. So I think they'll probably look at that thinking that, um, yeah, it's probably a good time to play Clapham Rovers, who we know last season started very, very slowly. Anything like that kind of start, though, this time for Clapham, and they're going to find themselves at the wrong end of the table because of the quality that's now come into this division. So I think almost, you know, both sides will really want to get this first three points on the board because um, if you don't get that first win, maybe in the first two or three games, I think there's going to be a bit of a risk for some of these teams, as, as we discussed on the preview show, Andrew, mm. that, you know, the quality in this division now, there is no gimmies. You have to be at it every week. And, you know, I think teams potentially are going to be down there and, you know, quite quickly if they don't get the win. And if you get sucked into that battle, it's going to be very difficult because, you're going to look at the fixture the next week and there are no gimmies. You're going to be looking at a carpet or a Southwest Rangers or a swag and you're going to be thinking, well, we need points out of that game. You know, you ain't going to be getting them if you're not on your top game and mm. confidence is not there. So I think that is, I think that's a fixture where they'll both have their eye on that and I think they'll both fancy it, to be fair. But I think Ballon might be just slight favourites because they'll be very buoyed after their end to last season with winning the Chairman's Cup. Agreed. Uh, in the match arc, Tony Eldridge oh, Championship. Can we be like that for the whole pod? That was easy. <laughs> yeah, in the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship. Three games. <laughs> uh, I'm going three away wins for this next for these next few games. Uh, Bath Old Boys take on Sellers. Uh, Batsy Ironsides new to the championship and the Southern Sunday this season. Uh, take on St Andrews uh, and Kudos promoted from League One. Uh, face Putney Town, who will have aspirations to be uh, a little bit more uh, competitive than they were last year. Mid-table finishers, really, last season, Putney Town, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, three away wins, Graham. What do you reckon? I just like the look of the division. Compared to last year, and that's no disrespect to anybody who's come out of that championship or played in that division last season. 
this quality is this championship has just gone up a notch. There's absolutely no question about it. And it's very exciting to see Celeste and uh, St. Andrews in there. And uh, obviously Kudos had a fantastic season last year and they'll want to, they'll want to kick on. They won't want to make up the numbers, but um, yeah, you're right. I think Battersea Ironsides are a little bit of a unknown quantity. We don't know what team they're going to be running with um, this year compared to the team that they ran in Leatherhead uh, last year. So that, that I think there's a question mark over over them. It's going to be a few weeks before we get um, a little bit of an idea about what they're about. But um, if you're Seller St Andrews or Putney, you're probably you know going away from home looking at them fixtures. And again, there's no gimme there, Andrew. There's no gimme there. There's no there's no kind of walkover game where no. you're just like, yeah, we're going to get off to a winning start and we're going to win five or six here. So, um, yeah, three really competitive games. But, yeah, I can see where you're going in terms of making the away team favourites. But if there are one or two home wins there, that wouldn't surprise me either. Right. We're not going to dig too far into much detail uh, in these games. Some of these games, four of these games will appear in our predictions and we'll have a little chat about them there. But in the Bob Dixon League 1, Wimbledon Wolves take on Magpie Recruitment. A uh, big game for Magpie at that level. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves uh, could prove to be a gatekeeper side, or if they pull their socks up, they could very much be in the promotion chat. AFC South London take on Brixton Town. Brixton Town narrowly beaten uh, this weekend against Hampton Terriers. Hampton Terriers themselves have the ominous task of playing South City. What a uh, game that is, by the yeah, way. Yeah, brilliant game. Not lost too many games of football South City in the last uh, couple of seasons. So, uh, a big test for Hampton Terriers, but one that they may be pleased to get out of the way early doors themselves. Uh, Val County take on Wimbledon Commoners. Uh, that could be uh, a battle of the basement boys come the end of May. So that's a big um, early three-point possibility for both teams. Uh, and new boys, South London United, taking on Battersea Dogs. Um, some interesting fixtures there, Graham. Yeah, no, he did a good job this week, the fixture secretary, bearing in mind on the first week or so, obviously, you know, the team that's got the permit is going to get the home game. Yeah. The great thing about the first couple of weeks is the fact that nobody's played anybody. So I do have, it's probably the only time I would say of a fixture secretary season yeah. where we get a little bit of who we want to kind of play each other. So, um, yeah, I, I've got to say there's some really, really intriguing, um, intriguing ties there for sure. Yeah, Jason... Looking forward to that division. Jace did the same with Westfer, the listeners who listened to the whole show. He's he's put a lot of sort of rivals from yesteryear together in the first opening game. And it's 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 a clever way to do it because obviously um yourself and, and Jace are very aware that there's a podcast that covers the league, and it's very clever to put in these little tasty fixtures early doors because obviously it then gets the pod, it gets everyone talking and gets everyone gets the juices flowing. Yeah, out. yeah, that's that's a great that's a great word. It definitely does. And um yeah, very well done. Uh, that's, well, that's, why, that's why you've got experienced people, you see. That's where we earn our crust, as you would likely like to say. Yeah, exactly. You do earn, you do earn your, your free volunteer crust. <laughs> you earn your, your bubble hat, and I've probably got to get Jace one as well, actually. But, um, yeah, we'll be getting that It's on better Sunday. than an Ipswich Town one, to be fair. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Well, let's not talk about, let's not talk about football, eh? Well, I could because I had a good weekend, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Vulture Sports League 2, Westminster Reserves take on Harbour Rovers. A good game, that one. Barking Mad against Wandsworth Warriors. Uh, Barking Mad really do need to show some metal in this one. Uh, Wandsworth Warriors could be forgiven for having one eye on, on promotion hopes uh, in League 2 this season. Uh, Chiswick Development take on Putney Pacers. Uh, that could be a basement battle as well yeah. come 
May. Uh, and new boys, Stonely All-Stars uh, take on Real Don Donald. Uh, some good fixtures. Play, uh, lots of um, lots of opportunity for us to see where previous struggling teams are going to be this season, or certainly if they've progressed and, and managed to improve things. The likes of Barking Mad, stiff yeah. test against promoted team ones with Warriors. Let's not right, give them the championship early doors. They were runners-up to um, Magpie recruitment last season in a lower division. We, we often think that that momentum does carry on through into the next season and higher division, but it's going to be um, a, a, a settling in period potentially for Wandsworth Warriors against a team who were playing League One football mm. last season, Barking Mad. So they've come from a, a higher, two divisions higher to meet in the middle with Wandsworth Warriors. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, no, I just I, I kind of part of my thinking, and you know me quite well, of kind of why I that was kind of paired together is, you know, you've got a team coming down against a newly promoted team, you know, coming up. You've got one that they did struggle last year, Barking, and actually Wandsworth were very much on the uh, in the positive and they were on the up. So Barking Mad, you know, they were going to be the team, funny enough, as you were going through, I was just going to pick them out. It's going to be really interesting where they go as a club next season. You know, a couple of seasons ago, you know, they were winning most weeks um, and, you know, they were doing fairly well and getting to sort of cup finals and semi-finals. But, um, you yeah, know, it did go a bit Pete Tong for them last year. What have they done recruitment-wise? Have they flushed that out of the system? And, you know, are they willing to give it full pelt and um, go again? If they do and they play to their capabilities, we know that they're a very, very good side. So uh, I think they will be looking against a newly promoted team. I think they'll be looking to get off with a win. But uh, you know as well as I do that it doesn't always work like that. No. Uh, other interesting one there, Stanley All-Stars. You expect Will Dundonald to to finally realise that we know what a good side they are. Uh, so Stoneley uh, getting a real stiff challenge uh, first game of the season against the real Dundonald team, who we would expect to, and I think I think unashamedly like to uh, be up there or thereabouts because they've all, there's always that potential with real Dundonald. I don't think they're far away, Andrew. I just think they've come up in the last couple of years against some ridiculous opposition who have really stood out in that division. So... I kind of think that they've not quite been able to kind of bridge that gap because we know that the teams that have been in front of them have, have really had quality. But, you know, maybe they're going to be that team that's going to kind of be the the ones that have come out of the, the chasing pack and maybe they're going to be the leaders this season. Maybe they're going to step up now that we've got kind of rid of some of them teams. But uh, nonetheless, you know, the likes of Harbert and Westminster and Wandsworth, you know, are going to be really good sides and are going to give them a real challenge. So, yeah, another team to watch, Real Dundonald. Um, not had any sort of trophy or promotion success since they've been with the league. So um, I think they'll be wanting to change that. Into League Three. Thank you very much. Uh, Mortlake against Top Deck. Again, one of these rival games. The this uh, We're not this, bad. We're not bad. <laughs> this fixture secretary is at it as well. Uh, Mortlake and Top Deck battled it out in League Four last year uh, and they face each other uh, on the 3rd of September as well. Top Deck have already played. Uh, don't forget, but I you know. This is the first week proper where we've got a full a full schedule of fixtures. And we've well had the done. extra preliminary. Now we're going for the first round proper this week. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, new boys, Atletico Madrid take on Dara FC. Both teams <laughs> fancied for League Three glory this season. Uh, Atletico were were um, backed by Francis uh, and Dara uh, seem to have had their bad times behind them on the pitch. Um, 
So this is an interesting one. Painters community against Mundi LB as well is a good fixture. Uh, painters promote. They will, they won League Four, didn't they, Painters? Yeah, I'm licking my lips at these. I'd, I'd love to referee all these games. I mean, yeah. they're just unbelievable. Yeah, Painters community against Mundi LB. Excellent fixture. Free scoring. And uh, I mean, as tight as you like at the back, Mundi uh, against the Painters team who wouldn't have faced many teams like Mundial. Well, I was going to say, Painters have not really had... They've never been smashed, really, since they've been in the league. It's never kind of happened. You know, they've, had cup, they've had cup success. They've had league success, promotions. This is going to be a team like they've never played before. It's going to be completely different. They might almost be feeling by the end of the 90 minutes that are we still in the Southern Sunday League by playing a team of Mondale's quality? Yeah. Or... Are they going to be the ones that where they're going to step up and um, they're going to come up come up with the goods? But uh, that is just an all round plain fantastic football game. That I, yeah. I think that's a quality fixture. Agreed. Uh, the other fixtures in League Three: Thames uh, River Plate, New Boys to Southern Sunday take on uh, Ballon Mariners. Welcome. It's a bit to of Thames a nautical field. There's a bit of a water field to that game, isn't there? Yeah, River Mariners. Yeah, we we'll get the, we'll, you can have that. You can have that one. Park Thank Life you very B. Much. Park Life B. Uh, no agenda against Park Club as a club at all. Uh, they take on Gatekeepers Elite, Clapham uh, <laughs> uh, Chiefs. Clapham Chiefs. We'll That'll be the first the complaint of the week. They'll fancy, yeah. Send all your complaints to Graham. Yeah, thank you very at, much. <laughs> da, la, 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 la. At the Southern Sunday.com. Uh, yeah, Clapham Chiefs will be hoping for a win against um, Park Life B. Not an easy first fixture, though, for Clapham Chiefs. Not an easy, but one thing I would say, the pitch down at Edward Allen at this time of year will be fantastic. So, um, you know, it'll be a lot better than it will be during the winter where it'll probably be called off. So, um, yeah, go down there and enjoy the surface and, uh, yeah, get a good game out of it. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Plumbing Heat in League 4. AFC Poplar Rovers go again uh, and they will look to get their first three points of the season. Just one from two games so far for the Poplar Boys. Uh, they take on Q Antigua, uh, a sketchy at a best Q Antigua last season. Which Q is going to turn up, Andrew? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. We say that about a few teams, and it's they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, and Poplar Rovers, yeah, they'll be jumping at the bit even more now. Um, with third game of the season, it's got it's got to be a win for them for this one, I think. Uh, Ribblesdale Rovers take on Sporting Crabs in a bottle a battle of two teams. He's done really it again. Good. Did struggle last season. Yeah, a good game, that one. Sporting Wep, uh, their first game of the season is against High Fly and Southside United. Uh, which Sporting Wep is going to turn up on Sunday? Uh, the, the the good Sporting Wep could certainly take some points away from uh, Southside United, but they are in a good place at the moment. That's a really good game as well. Parthenope taken on Club Football Val. Uh, Parthenope desperate for a better season than last year. Uh, and Junction League seconds, um, with a decent start to their season, they take on AFC Bluebirds, um, who were promoted from Division from League Five. Correct. Uh, so that's a good little fixture as well. Junction League seconds. We know that they are no mugs at all. Into League Five. Uh, and I'm Clapham... enjoying this as you're reeling these off. I'm just really yeah. You've this. done a good job. Clapham Wanderers take on St Matthew's Project first. We know that there will what be goals in this game. I expect goals in that one. Brilliant fixture. What a game. Um, Two new boys facing each other um, in Holloway Royals against Oldfield. Welcome to Oldfield. That's their first game of the Southern Sunday season. Um, they take on Holloway Royals with a good, who had a good 4-1 win over St. Matthew's Project uh, weekend just gone. Uh, did we meant, did we see Oldfields on the Constitution or have they joined since the Constitution? 
No use for Oldfields on the Constitution. Has there been any? Was there any additions since the preview show? No, not yet. There is one that we're still talking to to possibly fill the League 7 slot, but talks are ongoing, and that's all I can say on the matter. Fair play. We will say no more. Because the committee don't even know that I'm talking, so I'm not going to tell everybody else. (laughs) You know, Uh, I do act like a bit of a lone wolf sometimes. You know what I'm like. Uh, Sporting London taking on new boys Sloan FC. Sloan have come across from less a lesser league uh, to join the, the Southern Sunday. A uh, good, good outfit by the looks of it. Um, I think you're Sloan. being polite there. What's that? Lesser league. You're being really polite. You, you, you're you softening them. I thought you were going to double down on your um, previous criticisms, but I thought that was soft. Well, some would say, some would say it, it, uh, there, aren't men, there aren't many leagues that aren't lesser leagues to the your, Southern um, Sunday. You're mellowing, Andrew. You're mellowing. Well, I don't want to be too controversial on, on episode five of the podcast but i don't know i am i don't know upset i don't know upset sloan either they obviously made the decision to move across for for a reason but they might have enjoyed their time at the champions league no they're loving it to be fair um he i spoke to him he's very 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 happy about the way that it's doing and i think in terms of communication organization that whole kind of side of it you know you know we take care of business on that side really really well and um yeah i think they're quite pleased if they can then match that with a first result i think that they'll be um very happy come half past two on sunday afternoon i think that'll be a great start for them uh, last but not least in league five a good little fixture two teams who finished in the top half of the table, they'll both be looking to uh, go one better this year. You'd think Argentina first taking on Westminster thirds. A tasty fixture, that one, Graham. Both could have gone up. I mean, they were both up there. It's another one of these games. You've seen the pattern now for the other divisions about putting these teams together. Yeah, um, perfect fixture. Um, Argentina obviously loved the big pitch down there at the Aspire. They will want to get off to a better start this time. Yeah. Too many draws early on and an Argentina World Cup win in the end cost them. They need to start well and get these points on the board, especially around other teams who they know, they know they were warned last year, are going to be up there or thereabouts. So yeah, Argentina, if they really want to get promoted, need to get wins on the ball quickly and they need to beat the teams in and around them. Um, same can be said uh, as well of Westminster. But uh, yeah, goals, goals, goals in that game, 100%. Yeah, good little fix to that one. Interleague six, uh, Atletico Madrid reserves. I really love it that a team has come across and bought reserve teams, by the way. I do really, really like that. They've actually come from two different leagues. So the reserve team come from a te- um, league in Middlesex yeah. and the first team came from the Leatherhead and District League. So they've consolidated and then bought the two teams to the Southern Sunday, it's which fantastic. I think is great. You see so often that teams will leave reserves in other leagues and they become the first and then they share the players in between freely. But obviously making that a formal thing um, it's such a good, a good, so, so a big pat on the back for the league that when teams decide it's to not something we've, It's not something which we've traditionally done, Andrew, I'll say over the years, actually, where we've said, we don't know you, we don't know your history, we don't know your pedigree, really, not kind of from working with us and being in our league. And we have said to teams in the past, no, we'll let you have one. And then obviously, if that's a success, then we'll let you bring over the other one. But actually... 
the way that they describe to the club and the whole social element to it. And we'll go into one day, um, we'll touch on essentially what the ethos is and why the club was formed. It's a really quite um, quite a sad story, but they've turned it into a real, um, real positive. But um, it made sense to consolidate the thing from their point of view. And rather than give them two lots of admin with two different leagues, with two different sets of committee members, two different logins for websites, two different lots of registrations, it made a lot of sense from their perspective and ours to consolidate the whole thing. So, yeah, no, we're very much supportive and we're very much behind that. And um, in terms of the game against London North Coast, again, they struggled last year. They'll want to get off to a winning start quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LMT go again against New Boys Hillside Elite. They need to be good with that tag on the end of their name. Elite means good. Well, we've got the... Junction Elite and they don't do too badly with it. Exactly. So, um, exactly. let's see. I don't like the term elite either, by the way. Just it's a bit snobbish. It's a bit um it sounds a bit posh to me. <laughs> well, in many ways, Junction Elite are elite and not just on the football pitch, off the pitch as well. So we'll we'll let them I come from it. a council estate, Andrew. I don't um We're not allowed you to, know. you're not allowed to call yourself good, are you? <sighs> if you're from working class, you're not allowed to call yourself good, are you? So that's no, but flash. there's gotta be another word other than elite. So email selfpod at gmail.com with any suggestions. <laughs> Can you stop giving out the genuine email, please? I'll make up one for you. It's on your bloody Twitter. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mitchum Strollers take on Clapham Common. Uh, Ram take on Putney 11. Big season for Ram. Can they realise um, their potential at last, that they got that they started last season? They need progression. Uh, and if they do progress on last season, then we will be talking about promotion for the Ram boys. Uh, Rygate Robots take on Junction Elite thirds. That's a tough, tough mm. fixture for the robots. Big ask. Big ask, yeah. not The fixture secretary wasn't kind to them there. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. I'd probably But won't. you've got to play everyone at some yeah, point. Yeah, you have. You have. Uh, in League 7, Egg Fried Roost take on Barnstormers. Olympic Mayonnaise take on Junk, uh, Westminster Wanderers fourths. Uh, Olympic Mayonnaise not happy at being called uh, relegation candidates. They uh, were not it, happy. Um, and even Patrice Everett's not going to help them out on this one. <laughs> no, he could play up front for them though and probably do a good job. But uh, He uh, probably could, yeah. <laughs> Westminster Fourths against Olympic Mayonnaise. I, I think both teams would be looking at this um, as winnable, you must say. Yeah, they both could be down there. Um, yeah. Don't know what Westminster... <laughs> yeah. I know, well, I know, I know we've said that about Olympic, but I'm going to say this thing about Westminster. Obviously, they've gone through quite a lengthy should we say recruitment process where they've been playing as a club a lot of friendlies over the summer and they're trying to get bodies through the door yep. what that then looks out in terms of how their teams are going to turn out this weekend or in the early weeks of the season I'm not sure so uh, that's it's a difficult start I think for Westminster really um, because we know that Olympic when they do get it together and they play their stuff you know they can be really tricky opponents so mm. probably not a kind fixture from their perspective into League 8 and I think this is just one of those divisions we're going to be uh, very excited about all season these six fixtures are absolutely fantastic uh, three fixtures should I say six teams Bruce Battersea against Venezia Dons as an opening fixture uh, absolutely fantastic Bruce Battersea need to get off to a good start they did uh, let people in at the end of last season as did uh, the old Ruts boys they both Open the door for Venezia Dons and SW Lions in the end. Uh, and yeah, they just got it over the line, the Bruce Batsy boys. They'll need to beat teams like Venezia Dons to make their season a little bit more comfortable if they do have promotion or title aspirations. St. Matthew's Project B, we know they score goals. Broomwood 
We know they that score they goals score as goals. well. <laughs> uh, this could be um, a very high scoring game. I expect it to be. Um, SW Lions um, just missed out last season. Their second half of the season was absolutely, I'm going to use the word emphatic. Flawless is what I would have used. So that's, that's two very good uh, descriptions. Uh, against Ixonians, who just missed out again in League Nine last season for the title. They were promoted. Uh, and again, expect goals in that one. Two teams who know where the back of the net is. Uh, in League Nine, New Boys Battersea Rise. We don't know anything about them, but we will find out about them uh, this weekend. Well, I would hope on... that we do, when bearing yeah. in mind they were renegades. So I, I, I hope that we do know something about them. Okay, well, we don't know anything about Battersea Rise at all. And renegades, a bit sketchy, but old ruts, they finished the season poorly. Uh, they'll need to get back at it straight have away. have to flush that disappointment yeah, from the finished. league in the cup final. They have to flush that out. And I'm not going to probably mention that anymore. That, we, that That's got to go. That's got to go. Been, have you been told off? No, I haven't been told off, but I, that was devastating for them as a club. And, you know, obviously I was at that final, I was at all the finals and it was just the manner of it. And I know we touched on in the preview show in terms of how it changed so drastically in the second half. It just their their season just ebbed away really, yeah. and that that old Freeman's result then as well, and it was just such a real downer for them at the end of last year. I just think it's harsh of me to just keep talking about it. So yeah. do you know what, boys? Flush it out of your system. You've got a chance to clean slate, go again. Actually, I would argue, and this is no disrespect to the teams involved, I would say that that division is going to be a bit easier this year than last year. Bearing in mind you had. Uh, the Broomwood and Exonians up there. They were two very standout teams. So actually, I think... Um, and uh, and yeah, old Bricks are paying for quite a while as well. Yeah, I think you've got to go... I think you've got to go for it, really. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, well, Club the Football... Club International the Football Clapham taking on uh, Wanderers. Two teams who will fancy it this season, I think. Club Again, got a chance. Club. It's open. Yeah. I think the division's opened up yeah. for them. So I think they've got a chance. I think it's a great shout. Agreed. Larkhall City will want to be a little bit better than previous seasons. They take on New Boys Haydens Park. Uh, is their preseason? Them. Is their preseason put them in a good position to start the season? I would question it. I have no idea who Hayden Park. Well, no Larkhall. I haven't seen them. Anything well, they played. There. They have played some very very senior teams. I think they played Argentina and they played some teams quite high up in the divisions and. I haven't seen too many positive results, if any, that have come out of their pre-season. So mm. I don't know what state that they're going in the season, in, I have to say. But uh, just looking at it, I mean, they were very fortunate they didn't um, go down to League 10 for the fact that Junction Elite took out their fifth team and then the fourth team then went into the bottom division. They got a stay of execution. Personally speaking, I think it would have been probably better for Larkle to be in League 10. They didn't want to be there. They got the reprieve. They're now going to have to go out and prove that on the field. But I haven't seen any evidence at the end of last season or during pre-season that they are going to do that. But if they get a result this weekend against Haydens Park, obviously a new team, then, you know, that's massive for them moving forward. Again, took them a long time to get going, but they didn't get going last year. Not really. Uh, If they've backed themselves and hopefully they... I like it. I like the confidence. I I like the confidence. I'll give them credit. I'm not criticising it. I'll give them credit. I just think it it could be another long season just from looking from the outside. We've seen some wacky, we've seen some wacky fixtures in pre-season. I know teams like to test themselves, but you can't, you got to play some teams below you. You got to play some teams at your level, but in different, in different leagues. And you got to play one or two games above, not, 
not just aiming and, and just getting smashed every week. What are you learning? Your strikers haven't touched the ball pre-season if you're playing those games. It's a waste games. of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of effort. And it's a waste of money. And probably, I would say, 75% of the games, certainly involving like teams in the Southern Sunday that I've seen, have been, for me, a complete waste of time. And I don't know the criteria that teams use to friendlies I think it's almost like a bit of a scramble and yeah, um, I do it's, think one of it's... The, it's one of the throwing the darts at the dartboard and just yeah. whoever's available we'll just take them you've got time to plan these things yeah. you're right play one or two teams above you one or teams about your level maybe one or two maybe below you four or five maximum number of pre-seasons we've seen teams play right since like the middle of June beginning of July four five six seven eight weeks yeah, they're all going to be injured, these players, by well, Christmas. Well, then they're surprised where players are pulling up with ACL injuries and, and all that. And They're going to be injured. It's yeah. the, the whole pre-season, start of the season, that whole thing needs to be looked at because the current setup in any league is just not working. Yeah. Uh, last First picture, rant. Uh, it's fine. You can now. I'll join you on that one. First, uh, last fixture, should I say, in League 9. Tyne and Thames against Kudos. Seconds, Tyne and Thames will want to be yeah. the team. That, that jumps from mid-table up to promotion places this season for sure. Uh, and only one fixture in the best division in the Southern Sunday this week. Argentina's reserves or 2.0, they're calling them. Sorry, boys, we'll call them the reserves for this season. Um, they won't they like that. They won't like that. And I'm seeing him tonight at Fulham. So if this is, when's this going to go out tonight? Late tonight, yeah. Okay, so the, oh, we'll, we'll do. Actually, I think we've got a decent we've got a decent recording schedule today, so it should be out by about six o'clock. Okay, so that might be before the Fulham Tottenham game because I'm seeing Argentina at Craven Cottage, so he can get pick up his team sheets tonight. So uh, hopefully, he wouldn't <laughs> have had a chance to listen to that because he'll take it out on me if you call him reserves. He wanted to do everything he could to stop being called reserves. I wasn't sure that the County FA were going to let him be called 2.0 but nonetheless they approved it so um what do i know argentina's second team take on uh old freeman's fc seconds reserves team two team b whatever you want to call it they're the second team in argentina uh and they take on struggling I'm protecting them there a little bit well whatever because i know that i'll get it in the next so. well please send emails to self no 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 dot no. com <laughs> Uh, old Freeman's yeah we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see what Argentina 2.0 are all about don't know what that's going to chuck up that fix no. you've no idea uh, and one cup game uh, which is the beginning of the season celebration of excellence uh, amongst the uh, Southern Sunday uh, fraternity it's the South Bank Challenge Cup between Prem Division winners uh, Southwest Rangers against the Silk Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup winners swag, quite a prestigious uh, fixture this one, and we're seeing a, a, char- a similar thing happening between um, OBDSFL and North Kent Sunday Football League teams on Wednesday night as well. We'll talk about that on those podcasts. Don't worry, Graham. Um, but this is a brilliant, brilliant fixture uh, down at Collier's Wood FC, uh, Wibberdoon Sports Ground, the main pitch on Sunday. I'm lucky enough to have been invited to um, come along and act as assistant referee for Graham in the middle uh, and work with Mark, um, I guess the extra referee on the day, given such a full uh, schedule of games, Graham is actually quite handy. No, thank you very much for that. And obviously for your 
endeavours over the last couple of years shining a light on our league so um, yeah a little thank you from us and um, it gives you a chance to see uh, two teams that you've not seen before as well so I think that's quite uh, I think that's quite exciting so you're Absolutely. more than welcome thank you very much right that's all the fixtures done let's have a little look at the predictions um, and we've got four of our games picked by Graham but predicted by myself and uh, Francis from uh, Magpie um let's go for him quickly game number one is Wimbledon Wolves against Magpie recruitment interestingly I think Graham's put this in just to see how confident uh Francis is going to be in his <laughs> lads for the season it had nothing to do with Francis I can assure you nothing to do with him whatsoever it I is a good it. fixture it is a good yeah, fixture. I think so um Magpie recruitment I don't want to say this to be disrespectful to any of the teams they played last year but they were barely they were barely touched by their opposition last season. It was only the likes of Wimbledon, Wal- uh, uh, Wandsworth Warriors that really got close to him in the league uh, on a game day. Uh, who did they lose to? Dara as well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and Sporting Crabs in the cup. He's going to hate me mentioning that again. <laughs> but they weren't. But apart from individual games, there was no real time where they were in under any sort of adversity in the league. Wimbledon Wolves have played some big fixtures over the last couple of seasons. Uh, and this one for them will be a big fixture because they will ident- they would have identified Magpie as a team coming into their division um, with some aspirations of promotion and Wimbledon Wolves will be more than aware that beating them will be a good a good thing for the Wolves. Um, Francis has backed his boys to win 4-1. They have lost one of their, their influential striker He's over the ACL, summer. He's got an ACL, hasn't he? Yeah, to a terrible knee injury. Uh, which probably will see him miss the season. Those types of injuries usually do. Um, but Magpie obviously have recruited uh, on the, in the summer and he's backing them to win 4-1. Big talk from Francis. No, right, humble, I... That's not a humble prediction, is it? No, but if it doesn't come off, he'll get slapped down next week. So um, it, it's fine. We can follow it up. But uh, if he does go and win 4-1, then we'll be the first to pat him on the back and say... Statement of intent result. Welcome to uh, welcome to the division. I think where I was going with this, not just from a Magpie point of view, but looking at it from a Wimbledon Wolves point of view, and you just rightly touched on, they've had some very impressive results against some really big teams over recent seasons within the last two years, yeah. having beaten Clapham Rovers in the South Bank Cup, having beaten St Andrews in the Marcus Lipton Cup final. Yeah, Wimbledon Commoners when they beat them were flying. Was it that was a big wins. was a big semi final, um, and 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 they got over the line. So let's put did, the context did beat, out. Did they beat Hampton Terriers last season, or did Hampton Terriers beat them? Did they have a cup game? No, I think that went other? to a. I think I refereed that game and it went to a penalty shootout, and I think Hampton might have okay. won on penalties. Right. Apologies. I th- I think Hampton won on penalties, uh, okay. and it was at Barn Elms. I remember, I remember refereeing a game between the two in a. It was a cup game. That's it. I think Hampton won on penalties. I, okay. Last season seems like such a long time ago, um, but so yeah, from a Wolves perspective, if they are going to have success this year, then they're going to need to draw on all of that previous experience that they've had, um, and let's put this out there. They're not going to go into that fixture against Magpie. They're not going to be overawed. They're not going to be frightened no. by Magpie. They're going to step up to that fixture and they're going to give them a game. It's not only going to be a good football game, 
Wimbledon Wolves are going to bring some physicality that perhaps I don't think some of the teams in the division that Magpie played in last year, I don't think they necessarily brought that. So that's kind of from a Wimbledon perspective, that's making their case. From Magpie's point of view, you know, we know they're a well-oiled machine. They're used to winning, you know, back-to-back titles in the league. Obviously, disappointment in cup competitions, which for sure they will want to do better with. Again, they're not going to be overawed by Wimbledon Wolves. They're going to look at that thinking, yeah, They've had success, particularly like in the Lipton Cup. That's the sort of success that we aim for. And they're going to be confident. You know, results for them towards the end of last year in terms of getting the title over the line were favourable. And Wimbledon Wolves, let's say it, didn't have a great season last year. So, you know, Magpie will look at that and say, you know, I've not been too unkind to them. That's quite a favourable fixture on the first game. So I think you can make cases for both teams. What are you going to go with? I'm going 2-1 for Magpie. Yeah, it's close. I I think that's not a bad shout. Yeah, I, I, I'll always back Magpie to win. Obviously, Francis is You're a good guy. Unashamedly biased. Yeah. Unashamedly biased when it comes to Magpie. Uh, very glad that they're not in the same division uh, as Celeste because I'm unashamedly biased towards them as well. Um, but um, 2-1 Magpie, I can see it being tight and I, wouldn't, I actually wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Wimbledon Wolves winning 2-1 either. I think it's one of those games where um, it can go anywhere. What I would say is Magpie in this division that they're in now, if they do get good wins, we would ex- we would expect them maybe to be more in with a shout of results of the week. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think though, Andrew, I think there's so many good games and we've just gone through yeah. the fixture list. If certain results, you know, don't go the way maybe that they're predicted, I'm going to have a nightmare come Sunday afternoon to pick out four results from some of them games. Mm. That is going to be really tricky. I've already been thinking about that. I'm, I'm going to have a meltdown, I think. <laughs> well, don't worry too much about it. But um, it's only going to be a social media backlash you'll get, not uh, nothing else. That's fine. Even I can co- I, I can just about cope <laughs> with that, I think. Uh, the second game is Atletico Madrid making their... Uh, Southern Sunday debut uh, against Stalwarts, I'm going to say, Dara FC, um, ending uh, a season in uh, a higher last year uh, and taking on fancied Atletico Madrid, a clash of two teams who certainly will have aspirations at promotion at the very least, you'd expect. Um, Atletico were backed by uh, Francis in terms of champions uh, in division in League Three. I'm going to back Dara to win, though, and I'm going to go 2-1 to Dara. I think they'll be on a high after that cup win last season. Uh, yeah. And Alfletico won't really know too much about Dara. So I'm expecting Dara to do well. Uh, and Francis has backed to Desmond to um, Alfletico. Uh, and Dara, uh, a 2 all win. A 2 all draw, should I say. A Desmond in tribute to the man himself, the first uh, of the podcast. Interesting, interesting prediction. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't know a lot about Atletico, but we do know a, a fair bit about them. Obviously, we know a lot about Dara. Everything in that game strikes to me tight game. Yeah. Um, neither team will keep a clean sheet. I can see goals there. I can see this being physical. I've got a feeling this will be okay. a physical game. Um, so I don't know who the referee is, but. Um, They'll get a football game, but they'll get a fair but physical game. So I think they, um, I think they'll be enjoying that from that point of view. Um, Daniel Atfield, Ford. Oh yeah, good ref is Dan. So yeah, good ref, good choice, Mark. Good appointment. Um, yeah, tough game. I, I can see, 
I can see both of where you've gone and going from, but neither of you have gone for Atletico. If Atletico did win that, I don't think that's beyond the realms of possibility, and no, that wouldn't not. and that wouldn't surprise me. So, um, yeah, that is a that is a tight kind of one nil two one either way, or yeah. it is a sit on the fence result, which is what Francis has done. And um, yeah, Desmond may be the winner on Sunday. Absolutely, I think my two one generally is a is a sign that I think it's going to be tight and could go either way. That's my and you've come off the fence and you haven't gone for Desmond, which no. last year probably you would have done. So I'm quite <laughs> happy with that actually. Game three. That's uh, fair. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, game three sees League Eight promotion hopers Borussia Battersea uh, with the Selks logo on their sleeve this season. Don't forget. So I'll be unashamedly biased with, towards them. Uh, and they take on Venetia Dons, who just needed a few more goals in their season to lift the League Nine uh, ch- title last year. This is a real good game. Early doors. Um, two teams who will want to get that psychological advantage from game one for either team um, on the board uh, and three points on the board. Uh, Francis has gone for a Desmond again, sitting on the fence. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. This is going back to Ryan King territory where he just went draw every week. Now we can't be having that. Get off the bloody fence. (laughs) Well, Francis has got splinters in his bum at this point. Uh, Well, that's, you know, he's used to 2-2, I suppose, after what happened on Saturday afternoon, isn't he? So that's probably why he's gone for it. He's bitter. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to back Bruce Abatsy to win 3-2. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, and I'm backing the boys to win by one. Uh, if it's one nil, two one, three two, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm going to go for Bruce Battersea to nick the win. I think Thank on goals and capability and firepower that they've got, I think that feels about right to me, I have to say. But yeah, I mean, that's a bloody good game with two teams that are generally on the side of winning. Um, had great success, you know, in the last couple of years. Venezia Dons, the run that they went on was was unbelievable. Mm. Borussia Battersea, you know, we queried it. Would they get over the line? Would they lose their bottle? You know, how would they cope, essentially kind of like setting the pace and kind of leading it? And and, and in the end, they did very well to get that over the line and they didn't panic. So uh, I think you've got two very informed teams, two very nice teams, actually, to referee. Uh, that just strikes to me everything about a fantastic football match on Sunday. And... Uh, I just think if you're looking at fixtures this weekend and you talk about the league, that's just two teams that, you know, you would want represent in the league and says everything great about the league and everything great about football, to be honest. I think that's a that's a lovely, lovely game. That's one of the best. That's a top fixture for the Southern Sunday full stop. Don't underestimate these brilliant games that are happening in the lower divisions because they're just as brilliant as the South Bank Challenge Cup one, and which is which is good. That's a special occasion, maybe maybe not maybe a bad example, but there's there'd be no other better fixture in the uh, league than than these two battling each other out after what happened last year. Similarly to last season with uh, Poplar Rovers and Argentina, we we're excited about those fixtures because that went so close. So winning the league on goal difference is such a a special thing, and um, that really does create brilliant rivalries. Uh, and that that's the lasting one. I think this will be a real good grudge match, a, a, a mutual respect you'd feel between Agreed. two teams. They don't seem like, and they don't either team doesn't seem like idiots that are going to overdo things on the day. But you just know that there's there's a real rivalry there. That would be a brilliant game to referee. I agree. And if I may say, you know, this is what's fantastic about the podcast is, you know, we are shining a light on other fixtures and other divisions other than the top teams, um, you know, in the in the senior division. How boring the... would it be to just look at top divisions? 
No disrespect well, to any Prem divisions around. They're, they're all good in all the leagues that we talk well, about. Well, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit now. And I was, I don't want to quote Arsenal fan TV, but I'm going to quote them. And there's one more on that probably everybody knows who's on there that basically said this weekend after the Arsenal Fulham two all draw, what's the point of Fulham? Who are they? Who supports Fulham? What have they ever won? And basically just dissing Fulham as if they're just a non-existent nothing mm. club. Mm. Well, if we took all the Fulhams out and the Brissier Battersies and the Venezia Dons, if we took them all out of football and just made it all about the big teams, it would be very, very boring football. Do you have to win anything as a club in order to be considered a really nice club? Um, you know, you're contributing something to your league. No, of course you don't. And it's a bit like the teams, you know, we've got in sort of Selk Grassroots League 10 or League 9 or whatever it may be. They just want to go out and have their game of football every week. They don't want to be in the limelight. They don't want to be on YouTube or go in the county cup or go on social media. We need teams like that, like this. You know, the, the senior Premier Division in, in, in England would be very, very boring, essentially, if it was between, you know, like a Super League and we have sort of half a dozen teams. How boring where they're playing each other every week. How boring would that be? I just don't understand why football fans and people involved in football have just got this kind of dismentality where if you're not basically a big club and you're not winning everything and you're not on social media and you're not on YouTube, basically you're nothing. I just mm. think it's disgracefully disrespectful. Yeah, same. And that is the point of self grassroots. Uh, absolutely right. Well, I know game. that started off about Arsenal and Fulham, but uh, you understood the wider point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I just just think you're doing such a disservice to call yourself anything to do with grassroots if all you're doing is looking at the elite parts of of each league. It's it's a division because over the years, teams have have proved themselves to be the best, and they've gone through the divisions. You need you need to start at the bottom and work your way up uh, to get any sort of, to have any sort of legacy or any sort of history. We've seen experiments, and we're seeing an experiment where people are trying to create this elite league. No one's no one's interested. The, no, the they're not, because it, they're consumed between them. It's all between themselves, isn't it? It's the people that are interested are interested, but actually they're not getting they're not getting the outside traction. As you quite rightly say, there's very little coverage on social media. Nobody's really talking about it because the rest of us are focusing on what we should do, which is the majority and getting the best for the majority. And the, the majority whole, of teams... The whole community. The correct, whole community. and the majority of teams don't want to be in an elite league, don't want to be on YouTube... They just want to go and have an organised game of football with their mates, have a couple of drinks afterwards and then build on from there and play in a well-organised and well-run league that is open and transparent. That's all that people want, Andrew. And uh, they're in the majority. They're actually in the they're on the they're going to be on the right side of history, I think, when it when it comes to judgment day. Well, we're going to see all these teams come back to us one day and, and they're not going to be welcome, are they? And quite rightly so, in my opinion. Um, I would have been very disappointed if Southern Sunday teams would have um, acted the way that some of these teams behaved. But um, I think you can go. I think you want to try and better yourself, try something new. But I think there's a way that you do it. And I think there's a very respectful way. It's like there's a respectful way to win and there's a, a respectful way to lose as well, Andrew. And there's a respectful way, in my opinion, how people should conduct their business and we're in a society, I don't think it's a football problem, it's a society and a millennial problem where people don't conduct their business in a polite and respectful manner. And um, you're right, it's a bit like refereeing and you'll appreciate this. Referees obviously start at level seven and they work their way up. But when they finish their career at the top, you know, if they want to carry on refereeing, they have to then come back down. And you know what? Don't piss people off on the way up because you're going to need these people one day when you're back down at that level. And uh, there's been one or two referees over the years where I've said, just remember, 
you know, it was this league or that league that got you where you are. So don't shit on people on the way up because you'll need them when you've come back down again. That's all I would say. I showed I showed an ex-professional footballer playing Sunday League a yellow card in a game once. I cautioned him. How dare uh, you? And he said to me, oh my God, this is so Sunday League. I knew the player was because he played for my club that I support previously. Uh, and I looked him square in the eye and, and I said, Mr. X, we're all Sunday League today, aren't we? And Love he, that response. And he uh, he's just respected. I think he respected it straight away as well. So, um, yeah, you've got to remember where you, you've got to remember where you come from. You've got to remember the nuts and bolts. Football on a Sunday is nothing without leagues that have got that maybe celebrating 80 years history, for instance, this year. There's other leagues in the area that's 50, 60, 70 years old. Some new leagues that are, that are, that are quickly gaining um, a good reputation. Uh, like Westford, for instance, that's that's barely 20 years old, I think, as, as an organisation. That's two leagues that come together. Um, not even It might even be 10 years that Westford has been going, but quickly they're able to establish themselves uh, yeah. with good um, eth- with good ethics, good ethos, learn, knowing that it's about serving a community. And uh, teams in League 10 will be as, in, as important as teams in their Premier Divisions. And that's where we are. And that's why these leagues are the best. Anyway... What a lovely diversion. Well, it's nice because yeah, I'm sick of, of all this elite stuff and, you know, you know, I, it, it, Sunday well, football. We've got it with Sunday the County football. Cups, haven't we, at the moment, particularly in London, where, again, it's all about the Sunday Challenge Cup and everybody else is perceived, in my opinion, to be cannon fodder and they don't care how they treat uh, they're just anybody. chucking everyone into the junior and the trophy. They don't give a toss about it. There's no focus on it. Teams that haven't even entered it just getting thrown into cups willy-nilly. Um, it happens every year. It's a shambles. Um, people, people, as a community in London, if you are a London FA affiliated team, you should be writing to your count, county and asking them what the hell is going on. I know teams are voting um, with their feet and walking out and, and leaving the cups and saying, we don't want to play in it. We've not entered it. I don't know why you've entered in, us into it. But teams really do need to be more proactive in, in complaining. You're paying your hard-earned cash. You know, you're begging it at, in in um, some cases sponsors to give you a couple of hundred quid to pay your affiliations. You're, you're taking this money from someone or from your players and you're giving it to a county who are absolutely lo- using that money irresponsibly. I mean, the wages of the, people, of the people that are involved in these competitions, just paying that is irresponsible in the first place. But um, teams, your money is your money. You, you you give it over, and you these people have your trust, and you need to start speaking, speaking up for yourselves, speaking up for others, uh, and complaining because the London Cup has been a shambles for far too long, for as long as I remember. Uh, and thank God I'm a Kent ref, and I don't have to get involved in these competitions um, because I know from speaking to friends and speaking to colleagues on the podcast. Um, it's just an absolute mess and everyone is upset with it. Um, but the same thing keeps happening and it's starting to really piss people off. I think you've touched on some of what I put in my weekly bulletin. I don't know whether you've read my weekly bulletin, but if clubs held the county FAs to the same standard that they held unpaid volunteer league officers, then we might get somewhere. And I can't understand why the county officers and the county are put on a pedestal and they don't get challenged, even though they're, 
that is their paid day-to-day job yeah we get challenged a lot more robustly a lot more harshly and ultimately we're unpaid volunteers i think yeah. that whole balance of power i think is completely and utterly wrong and i would urge clubs to go and have a look at themselves and um it can't be the league challenging everything on your behalf all the time you've got an email address you've got club secretaries you've got people that have been around long enough knowing what is difference between right and what is the difference between right and wrong you know speak up that's all i'm going to say to you and i'm going to leave it there because um I, I'm not going to go on a, a rant about the London Cup, despite um, what I would like to say. If What I would like to say, I would get charged, probably, for really saying what I really think. So I, it's not worth it. I'm well, the, give him a, I don't want to give him any more money. As a closing piece, the league are more than happy to speak generally. But if you if clubs approach the counties sitting, um, to, uh, uh, singly as well and, and write their complaints... You know, a, a hundred teams writing into the county is going to get noticed. One person from Gra- I mean, Graham fights the corner for um, the teams every year on this, and it's just it might just become white noise to the county that they're so blasé to it that nothing gets nothing gets changed. The meeting gets arranged, the chat happens, the the county might nod and say yes, sir, no, sir, we'll do that, and then nothing happens. If a if a hundred teams write in and say what the fuck's going on? This is absolutely useless. We're paying you our hard-earned cash every year to affiliate to the county and you're doing a terrible job for us. If that many clubs write in, then there might be change. But sadly, um, some teams, it's just a bit, if it doesn't affect us, we're not bothered. I think for the teams that we've had withdraw so far, and there's been more than a dozen of them, they have all individually, I have asked them to all individually write in and explain essentially how they feel and one team that pulled out of a competition this morning very eloquently described what had happened and said I personally did the affiliation I did deliberately not enter this competition you have unilaterally entered me into this competition without my permission a can you remove me from the competition and b never ever enter my club into this competition unless you get my permission again in future. And I think that was a very eloquent and very fair way of articulating what the issue and the concern was. And that's probably been replicated a dozen times. So to be fair to the clubs, you know, I've kind of exposed it because it wasn't too difficult to expose and they have kind of gone with it. But again, there are too many bystanders that, you know, some, it's, all but about, some, it's all about them. Some will be entered into the county cup, and they'll just think, "Oh, all right, we, we if, if we ain't got to pay for it, we'll enter." Well, they it. think then, they're going to get a freebie. That's yeah, the point. And then they but you know invoice. what? They'll catch up with them, and then the invoice will come later on, Andrew. So yeah. you ain't going to get a freebie if you've been added into a competition when you've not actually entered into it. They are going to then, once the games then happen, they are retrospectively going to come back at you and they're going to invoice you 25 or 50 quid or whatever it is. I don't know the amount. They're going to come for you. So if you think that you're in that competition, you're going to go under the radar and you're going to get a freebie, think again. Exactly. Right, game four. My goodness <laughs> me. That was, that was nearly 20 minutes, Graham. We've done well there. Uh, <laughs> we, we were struggling for content this week. Ah. <laughs> Listen, with me on this podcast, you'll never struggle for content. I've nah. always got something to talk about. We like a weekly rant. We need a, a weekly 
I think uh, what we're uh, saying, though, Andrew, is not just for Southern Sunday teams. I think it is for the wider community and it is for the wider community to come together. And it's that same old story. If you keep doing the same things or not doing the things, then nothing's going to change as a result. So I guess that's why it was such a, a big talking point. So well yeah. worth describing. Let's go on to the next game because I think this is a cracker as well. Absolutely. Battersea Rise, uh, previously known as Renegade, taking on Old Ruts, um, the Old Ruts boys were in a rut at the end of last season uh Batsy Rise new image uh new badge new name uh, a fresh start for them maybe this will bring uh, more consistency and better results for them uh, in league 9 Francis has backed the old ruts boys to win 3-1 he thinks their bad days are behind them the summer came exactly the right time and you do hope that that's been a big reset uh, for old ruts and they go again this season, I have, however, backed Batsy Rise to win 2 1 just to make it a competition, I think, between myself and Francis on this game. Um, but yeah, it's a big, big game and a massive, massive game. You'd have to say more so for old ruts than Batsy Rise. Yeah, I think this is an interesting fixture. So we know, obviously, the trials and tribulations which we discussed earlier on, and I'm not going to go over them again, old ruts, but um. I looked at the fact that Dynamo London finished seventh in League 10 last year and they were six points behind Renegades, a.k.a. now uh, Battersea Rise, and there were six points difference. So we know that Dynamo London were really good in the second half of the um, the Dylan Rigobert in the final, yeah. and obviously they were able to beat the team from the division above. Mm-hmm. So Renegades, a.k.a. Battersea Rise, were a better side last season for me than Dynamo London, and they proved that obviously over the 18 games played. Hence why, you know, we've got a lot of new teams that have come into League 10. So some of the existing League 10 teams have then been bumped up. I think Battersea Rise will be more than comfortable in the division. Um, and I think they are going to get some results. It will be very interesting to see what mentality that, that the old ruts come into the season with. Have they got rid of that out of their system? They add, other than the end... 80, 90% of their league programme, Old Ruts, last year was almost flawless. It was fantastic. And if you remember, they were in the box seat and had they just done the business in their games, you know, it wouldn't have mattered what the others done. They beat Bruce Battersea, I think, last season, did they not? Who, Old Ruts? Yeah. Oh, I think they might have done in one of the fixtures. I think you're you're right. Um, So so, so from that perspective, you know, that's really, really quite, um, quite interesting. But it was in their hands, Andrew, and they, they did really throw it away. So have they got rid of that out of their system? What what mentality are they going to come into this new season with? I mean, it, it's it's very, very fascinating. You know, they beat, you know, the likes of Venezia Dons. You know, they lost to the likes of SW Lions. They beat, um, you know, Brick Sustain. 6-0. 6-0 they beat Bruce Abbas. I mean, that's, a, that's an unbelievable, unbelievable result. And then I remember the previous game. Um, ended, was it a, might have been, a, was it a draw? Yeah, they drew, yeah. That, the 4-4 in that very controversial mm. game that I did down at um, Old Ruts back in October. Can't believe that was nearly a year ago. So they they did come out with some great results last mm. year. And it, as I say, it was in their hands. They got the results against their nearest rivals, but, you know, dropped points to others. They won't want to drop points here. They will be looking at it as a, as a team... They'll, they won't look at it for the fact that it's, you know, Battersea Rise, new team or whatever. They will probably still be looking at it through kind of the Renegades 
mid-table League 10 team lens from last year. And I get why they would do that. But if Old Ruts think they're going to turn up and that um, Battersea are just going to absolutely roll that over and it's essentially going to be a what was an old League 9 versus League 10 fixture, mm. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is very much a League 9 fixture. And, you know, I think this is going to be a close game. And Old Ruts better be on their game because if they're not, I think they're going to be found out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Francis back in Old Ruts 3-1. I've gone... Battersea Rise 2-1. That is the end of this podcast. Really? For, for the week, yes. We've got um, the South Bank Challenge we could discuss very quickly if you'd like to just give that a shout let's out. Have a little bit of a, let's have a little bit of a double into that. So yeah, this weekend we've got uh, South West Rangers Premier Division Champions against Selk Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup Champions in Swag and Swag finished second in the uh, Premier Division. So uh, if somebody else would have won the uh, Silk Grassroots Marcus Lipton, then Swag would have been invited anyway because they finished second in the Premier. So we've got the two top teams um, at the moment, one and two in the league. Um, yeah, Colliers United, 10.30 Sunday morning. Won't cost you anything to come in. Uh, do come down and support it, buy a cup of tea or, you know, something to eat and, you know, make use of the, of the facilities. Probably, I don't know what we're going to get down there in terms of crowd. Obviously, there's other league games and stuff going on, mm. so... It uh, might be a bit of a, a scattering and some ground hoppers may turn up. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a really, really good game. And whilst I think Southwest Rangers, I think it can't be argued, you know, they were the best team in the league. It was only a two point gap um, in the overall standings, really, in the end. And um, Southwest Rangers, you know, winning one of the league games towards the end, 4-3, Andrew, from what you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that says to me that it was going to be a close game. And then I think they played... The first game of last season, which was the 4th of September, so almost a year, and it was 3-2 to Southwest Rangers on the opening day. And we remember probably a year ago, if you if you remember from where we were, we looked at this fixture and said, you know, did this have any significance, this result in terms of where the title was going to go towards the end of the season? But that was on a league basis rather than this cup game. Mm-hmm. I think we've almost got the same discussion again. Actually, that result did have a significant effect because that was the difference between Southwest Rangers winning the league and not winning the league. Obviously, this is a cup game, so there's no points at stake. But Southwest Rangers, I think, will want to lay down that marker and say, look, we're champions. We're there to be shot at again. Mm-hmm. We're in front of you. You've done it in the cup. We know you want the league. You're going to have to come for us. Yeah. So. I think there's almost more pressure on Southwest Rangers rather than Swag going into the game. I'm not sure how you see it. I agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, it's uh, not a free swing for Swag. We know what a good side they are. But yeah, Southwest Rangers um, go into this as favourites. I'm interested in the game. Obviously, uh, having been one of the referees on it, probably don't want to make too much of an opinion. But um, Southwest Rangers and Swag is, is the is the premier game. Uh, if if that's the way, if that's your way of thinking in the summer Sunday, uh, yeah, and and I'll be there with Mark and and Graham, um, refereeing the game. Looking very much forward to it, um, and yeah, hopefully see meet a few of you down there. I'll be the the taller bald uh, lino on. Oh yeah, on I've Sunday. got two baldies, haven't I? I've got I've got the, I've got a couple of baldies. That's like you you can wear the silk woolly hat then, Andrew. Well, yeah, I'll be I'll be with I'll be with um with beanie hats for you uh, as well on Sunday. We just need the bad weather to come now so we can give you the free advertising that you deserve. Yeah, some cold, not wet with a beanie. You want you want cold. You don't need wet. Yeah, no, I've not got a woolly I, hat. I don't mind a bit of hair, a bit of rain on my hair. It make it look even better than it already does. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot, Graham. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I look forward to seeing all the results next week. We are back to the uh, Monday night releases. Um, so I look forward to getting back to uh, all of that stuff. No more bank holiday, sadly. So that means we're Mondays for the rest of the season. Thank you, Andrew. And just a big shout out to all of the teams. Good luck on Sunday playing your first games. Go out there and enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is You pay a lot of money for it. You've put a lot of work into it. Let's make it enjoyable. By five o'clock on Sunday afternoon, I don't want to hear any problems. I want to hear about competitive, really, really good games with some great scores so that we can reflect on it this time next week. So best wishes to uh, everybody in their match and to the match officials as well, because we couldn't do it without you. We're obviously going to be at Collier's Wood and uh, we'll do a reflection on the South Bank Challenge Cup. But uh, yeah, have a great week, Andrew. I'll see you on Sunday and uh, good luck to everybody on Sunday. Cheers, Graham. Thank you. Next up on the podcast is the OBDSFL, the Orpington and Bromley Sunday Football League with the usual contributor, Jamie Nimmo. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm very well, Andrew. Enjoying pre-season for once. Um, but looking forward to your back into the, the solid stuff. So, yeah, good weekend of cup action ahead and then we'll get back into the league business. Yeah, it's lots of cups coming up on the uh, 3rd of September. We are back. The football is back. Um, we're very pleased to um, have it as well because it's been felt like a bit of a long summer this summer. We uh, A good rest, one that we all needed, I think. Um, but nonetheless, let's get on with it. Before we get into the fixtures for Sunday, uh, the 9th of September, we remind everybody that um, FC Bickley, winners of the uh, senior division in the ABDSFL, will be playing um, Real Gima, for the winners of the Prem Division over in the North Kent Sunday Football League. A real good clash of two similar teams. Um, they'll be playing down at Rochester United uh, on Wednesday evening at the time of recording. Uh, tomorrow evening, uh, half seven kickoff down at Rochester United. I think you do have to pay uh, to get in, uh, but there'll be refreshments and all that stuff there and, and a good game of football between two top Sunday football sides, especially for our area, to get down there and have a look at that if you want to. Now, uh, the fixtures happening on Sunday, the 3rd of September, the opening weekend of the OBDSFL season, and it is Cup Bonanza. All Cup games this weekend, uh, preliminary rounds and, and first rounds of Cups and all that stuff. Uh, so not quite the full not quite the full um, schedule, Jamie, but enough to talk about, enough to keep us interested and more than enough for us to be able to pick for top games um, of the week. We'll get to that at the end. We've got some uh, we've got some talk chatting to do about the stuff. Uh, other things that are happening. Right, in the Jack Standen Cup. And sorry, I think this is a li- little bit all over the place. President's Cup games jumbled in with P- Paul Picard Cup. So if it's a bit disjointed, apologies. In the Jack Standen Cup, uh, Kamazi Strikers, KS Mentivation, uh, take on New Boys. Uh, Duke of Clarence. Jamie, a good test uh, for the Duke of Clarence coming across from the Met League last season. They were originally in the Prem Division, the top division of the OBDSFL, moved down um, recently after obviously saying, bloody old lads, give us a chance. Uh, this is a good test for Duke, Duke of Clarence. It will give us some sort of sight of where they're going to be this year. 
I would hope so. Um, <clears throat> given they're in my division, so yeah, I'm kind of, I'll be keeping a close eye on this to see how yeah. they do. Um, if they they win comfortably, then there might be a few um question marks raised. If they if it's a close game, I think that's what most people would expect for KS motivation being a lower team from the division above. Um, and if they get absolutely hammered, then obviously. They, they, they may well be maybe still too high up a division so it's worth keeping an eye on but it'll be a good test for them because KS Innovation obviously got some good players and a youthful team as well so but not the easiest welcome for them but it's a cup game so you know it's 90 minutes of action and, and they'll obviously look to get the result Yeah we'll be interested to maybe see what the Kamazi Strikers first team are doing this coming weekend um, as to how strong chaos motivation would do. We know that they benefited from a few um, added players, should we say, from the, from last season. They didn't do anything <coughs> wrong, obviously, um, but the, the the results noticeably changed uh, when the uh, Super League um, games ended uh, or, or Kamazi's season ended. They, were, they certainly did pick up. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what both teams do this season. Good luck to both teams in the next, in the next game in the Jack Standing Cup. Hayden Youth take on Lesser Albion clash of the long-standing OBDSFL teams and, and older heads uh, in both games, um, in both teams, should I say. Jamie, this one's going to be a, an old-fashioned ding-dong, I, I should say. Yeah, proper cup game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, could go either way. Uh, I think it'll be a, a good one for the to get them both up to speed and ready to go for the league. Um, but it also means that there's a strong team going to exit the cup early, so... Um, yeah, both sides will want to go off to a win in the start, but they'll, they'll both be looking at it going. They could have had a much easier tie, mm, definitely. Yeah, uh, a very good tie. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's a top side going out of the cup early doors, uh, on Sunday, definitely. Um, XLP new boys take on Manor Wood in the Jack Standing Cup. We don't know much about XLP at all, but we do know a fair bit about Manor Wood, uh, and they are a good cup side. Um, they've got them, they've got a good. Um, sort of resume of, of, of teams on their hit list. Um, last season, they did very well in cup competitions. Um, XLP won't know anything about Manorwood and Manorwood won't know anything about them. It's just go out and play your own stuff, Jamie, and see, what, see how it goes, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and I was uh, down at Mottenham, so it's the kind of, you know, the proper old school Sunday league ground. So uh, Manorwood obviously used to the the carpet that they've got at the 4G. So I'd imagine at this time of year it'll be like playing on concrete. So um, if XLP know how to play that play that well, then they've obviously got a good chance. But um, I, f- I fancy Manorwood to do well this year. So it'll be interesting to see again how they t- those two match up. Yeah, there's only one thing that could ruin that game and that is the shithole of a pitch that is Mottingham Sports Ground. But you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess, with the, with the pitches. Uh, in the next game, the Ted Connor Charity Shield. This is the top division winners taking on the President's Charity Cup winners from last season. Uh, FC Bickley taking on Glebe Manor. Um, two teams. I, I, I know there's a lots. There's lots of friends and and rivalries between the two teams. It will be a battle no matter what. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of mutual respect. Two teams with old school values. You have to say. Um, and Jamie L wouldn't like to be the referee in that one, I don't think. Yeah, because it's got the potential to you maybe know, boil over, doesn't it? But um, a, a really good game for the the, the showpiece curtain raiser, if you like. Um, obviously, Glebe Manor did fantastically well winning the presidents last year, um, and obviously Bickley securing the title. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. And really, we kind of 
talk about these community charity shield games as being a kind of glorified friendly, but it's a good test, and it's if, at the end of the day, it's another bit of silverware, isn't it? So I'm sure they'll both be looking to win. That's for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, you know, in in professional football, the char- the community shield is a friendly, but with these, uh, you know, it's 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 a proper trophy, and if you can start your season with a bit of silverware for Bickley or for Glebe. Um, that's a perfect way to start. They're both used to lifting um, silverware in their history. Um, so starting a season with it um, is going to be the best way for them. And yeah, both teams will have high hopes um, for the season ahead. Good luck to both teams. Um, sorry, I won't be able to get down there to watch that. That'd be a great game uh, down at Phoenix Sports Club on Sunday, a new venue for um, the OBDSFL this year. Right, in the present charity cup, Bexley Eve taking on Petswood Roadrunners. Uh, new boys, Bexley Eve taking on Petswood Roadrunners. Had a good season in Division 5 last year. We're looking to see how good Bexley Eve can be. A poor season for their standards in Westford last year. Uh, Bromley Athletic take on Metro uh, Massive in the Vic Farrow Cup. Bromley Athletic in the fifth division last season. Metro Massive uh, in three or four last year. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but that's a good test for Metro Massive. They'll want to be a bit better than they were last year. Um, and Bromley Athletic, similarly, they'll want to be a little bit better too. So a good curtain raiser for both teams, Jamie, to get that winning mentality in from week one. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. It's obviously a pre-learn round in these cups. So um, the first round probably the, the big teams like yourselves, you know, I wait. But um, no, it's, it's just a lucky draw. And I think it's a, it's a good draw, I think, if you're Metro Massive. Um, but obviously, probably AC Ballers will be looking to spring an upset. And, and like you said, they didn't have the, the best of years last year, so there's no better way to start this year than a little cup upset. Yeah, nothing like a cup set to uh, to lighten up the podcast. We love a cup set. In the President's Charity Cup, a really good fixture here. Uh, Crayford Arrows uh, taking on the Warren. The Warren with the Selk logo on their sleeve this season so unashamedly biased apologies to Crayford Arrows uh, but they're a strong strong outfit uh, the Warren will need to be at their very best uh, to get any change out of Crayford Arrows probably feeling a little bit wounded after last season as well Jamie potentially yeah we, we paid them a visit on Sunday there um, still a lot of the, the faces that were familiar for last year so we know they'll be strong um, and the Warren as you said you know um, did well obviously could have gone a step further um, and they'll be looking to, to maybe start securing some success in the Cups in the league this year. That'll be the next step for them, I think, because they're a solid team in the league. Yeah. Uh, in the President's Charity Cup, DC football taking on Benhurst. The tall order for Benhurst, I think, uh, irrespective of which DC turn up this weekend. A uh, bit of a tough team to to predict and a tough team to, to know uh, which version of them is going to turn up on a Sunday morning. Jamie, but if they do have their their top boys out, it it it, sh- it, it could be a long day for Benast. Yeah, DC on on top form will be difficult to live with for any team, um, especially one obviously Benast who can be a bit hit and miss. But much the same, obviously, if you look at it from the other perspective, you know they can have a really bad off day uh, in Benhurst. You know if they're on it and they get a shocky luck on the day, then they can bring a surprise. So, mm. um, yeah, I, again, one maybe to keep an eye on for us in terms of divisional interest, but I don't think we'll learn too much from it. If I'm honest. No, I don't think so either, sadly. Uh, in the Paul Picard Cup, a couple of games for Nepal Picard. That's the uh, top division and second division teams 
enter into the pool Picard. Uh, Farnborough Old Boys, they play LSC Giants. Um, LSC Giants beaten on the weekend in a friendly. Farnborough let down by their opposition, Saha, from the Super League at the last minute. Um, both teams coming into this game, one with a defeat and one cold. Um, so probably a good game for both teams to come in. Farnborough not high on confidence after their last couple of seasons. Uh, and LSC Giants the same. Um, Jamie, both teams may be looking at this one and thinking this is a this is a win for us. I think so. Um, Farnborough probably being at home will be will, and being a higher place team will be for the favourites. Yeah. Um, but LSE Giants have obviously been capable of getting results in the past. Um, I think neither will really have met much aspirations for for maybe finishing uh, in the top places in the, the respective division. So the cup could be um, where they focus to get their success. So by that account, they've obviously both got to look at it as a winnable game. Uh, and and see what happens really, but I think yeah, I think a good tie for each of them, but winnable either way. Yeah, I won't be surprised to see a win either way, uh, or you know penalties. Even it goes straight to penalties in these competitions uh, now in the early stages. I think uh, does it go straight to pens in the final as well? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think there's just no extra time at all yeah. now. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, penalties in this one at all. Uh, two new teams. Uh, draw each other in the next game in the Paul Picard, Golden Eagles and X-Blues Dio Valente uh, come in uh, and straight in to play each other uh, in the Paul Picard over at Bellingham. That's an interesting one, that one. Just nice to see these little games where these new teams uh, play each other, just to give us um uneducated bunch um, a bit of a sighter on the quality. Um, a good game in the Vic Farrow Cup. That is the bottom three divisions, Jamie, I'm guessing. Correct. Four, five and six. Uh, Green Street Green, um, high hope for them this season. We had high hopes from last season as well. Uh, they were a bit of a better, best of the rest uh, in Division 5 last year, but they take on Phoenix Sports, who were also um, best of the rest in their league. They were fourth place behind uh, that top three trio of um, FC United of Bromley, Eastwick and Wanderers and um, Hayes and Pickers last season. Uh, so Phoenix Sports, probably with something to prove. I always like them. They're such a good side. Good side to watch. They play good football as well. Uh, Green Street Green, um, probably the underdogs in this, given the league positions, Jamie. Uh, a tasty little cup tie, that. Yeah, down at the, the home of football in Norman Park. So, um, Phoenix, obviously, uh, usually play on the, the Astro, don't they, King Henry? So, yeah. again, Green Street Green, if they, if they use the home advantage well, um, and play it well and, and stay solid and in the game, then they've got every chance of spigging an upset. But we know that the, this Phoenix team scores a lot of goals. Um, so if they get one or two early doors, then it could be curtains. Um, but yeah, again, another one where there's a potential upset. Yeah, always a potential for an upset. And that's the beauty of cup football. In the Paul Pickard Cup, uh, Prem Boys, Hatcham taking on West Wickham uh, down at HSBC. That would be lovely. That would be lovely at the moment with a bit of rain we've had uh, and, and the nice weather. That would be lush. Uh, can't wait to get back down there. Actually, I haven't been there for a couple of seasons. Hatcham, though, uh, probably going into this, uh, as, either, uh, as as equal chance of winning it as West Wickham and that's, as you know many of these cup ties we're talking about Jamie uh, both teams have got a shot Hatcham over the last season or so since the, uh, the the two teams were created for one for the Super League and one for the OBDSFL top division um, they've not quite looked themselves in the OBDSFL so West Wickham will be smelling blood I would think so yeah Um so it's on paper, maybe a few years ago, you would have thought there was a bit of a gulf between the two, but certainly not now. 
Um, so yeah, we don't know obviously what kind of version of Hatcham we'll see uh, this season, especially not in the early part of the season when maybe the other team aren't playing as consistently. Um, but West Wickham, if if they can hit top form early, I know they, they struggled a bit at the start of last year and then they hit form and then they dipped again. But if they can hit the ground running, then they've every chance of winning that one. Yeah, good game that one. Uh, and I think if I remember. Right, yeah, we're going to speak about that one in a minute. So we'll get we'll get back there. Uh, and the Vic Farrow Cup, Hayes and Pickers take on New Boys, Green Street, Green Rovers um, over at X Blues Club. I was supposed to referee this one, but sadly now I'm unavailable. Uh, so this would have been a tasty game for me. Uh, Hayes and Pickers on fire. They've, they've had a nice progression. It, it was quite a, a baptism of fire when they joined the OBDSFL, Jamie. A little bit um, slower last season, but still progression gained I think it's fair to say uh, so this is a tough ask for Green Street Green Rovers in their maiden uh, maiden game their debut game in the OBDSFL yeah I think if you were going to handpick a fixture for your first game in, in the cup in the Vic Farrell then uh, away to his and pick us probably would have been the last one you would have chose yeah um, so by that account it's, it's going to be tough but it's a great chance for them to show what they're about you know if they can get a result there then they put them straight on the map uh, immediately um, and people will start to take notice of them so really they just go into it with, with nothing to lose and everything they gain I suppose yeah it's a free swing for the new club the pressure is on Hayden Pickers don't forget finalists in this cup a couple of seasons ago as well so they've got a bit of pedigree uh, in this cup uh, so yeah a free swing for Green Street Green Rovers but Hazen Pickhurst um, another season for them of progression uh, will be a lovely little time uh, for their short period in the OBDSFL. Right. Uh, President's Charity Cup fixture. Highfield Rovers uh, reserves new team into the OBDSFL. They take on uh, the Alpington Colts down at Metrogas. Um, it's hard to it's hard to gauge this one, Jamie. Highfield new to the new um, to the OBDSFL, but didn't end their season well as in their former. Uh, disguises the Peckhamry reserves in Westfar. Um, Alpington Colts similarly got promoted last season, struggled in Division Four. Um, so this one again, fairly equal, very hard to call. Yeah, I think it's we saw a bit of the Highfield Rovers team, as I said, towards the end of last season, um, and saw enough there that if they can keep their heads and and stay in games, and they've got good players that can they can hurt teams. Colts have been very up and down. Um, wasn't the, the greatest of seasons last year so you know starting afresh again they, they can maybe get a new lease of life but I, I would fancy Highfield to win that one if we were making a call on it um, especially home advantage down at Metrogas nice lovely big lush pitch down there so um, if, if they play that well and properly um, then I think they should be fine Certainly signed some uh, firepower uh, the likes of Rob Osborne uh, would be a name people would know from Alpington Eagles in Westway certainly knows where the back of the net is. Um, he could be a, a massive signing for uh, Highfield Rovers next season, or this season, should I say. I've said that a couple of times on this recording. Sorry, guys. Uh, in the President's Charity Cup, uh, Long Lane Seconds take on Shortland Spitfires. Uh, Shortland Spitfires um, to add the chance of having their cup final um, taken away from them due to admin errors, I think, last season. I think I'm right in saying that, Jamie, aren't I? Yeah, I'm sure that was a team that yeah. was uh, in the big They take on a long lane seconds team who have had a really impressive pre-season. So this one is going to be one to keep your eyes on. Good luck to both teams. In the Vic Farrow, new team, South Berlin 
take on broccoli reserves can't call that one either we don't know what either side is like broccoli reserves completely unpredictable unpredictable and Southborough lane brand new team uh, one of the clashes in the president in the president's charity cup this this uh, week is the western wolves boys finished fifth in division um, five last season finished second in division five last year i know i was i know i nearly said fifth in division two but i know what i meant uh, western finished runners up in division five to Kingsdale, they take on New Boys Woodside uh, with a lot of talented players in that Woodside team. Certainly can get forward, certainly an attacking uh, presence, um, but not an easy game for them to, to to have on their first game. Jamie, that away day to Westrum, uh, I don't know where the uh, Woodside boys lives. They they were in the Quirden area last season. Um, I don't know what that journey is like to Westrum, but it's it's not nice, and that that pitch is hard to play on. Um, so that could be a real leveler for this one. Yeah, good, good cup tie this. Um, most of them will have seen with a decent preseason as well under the belts. Um, and would say they're coming over with, with maybe not so much a point to prove, but they want to show that they belong here and they can hold their own. So, um, it's, it's a little banana skin for them. Um, and obviously, as you said, that away tripping the difficult pitch, not difficult pitch, but obviously, um, the home teams know how to use the advantage that they get from it. So, yeah, one well, good one that we'll obviously uh, look at in a, in a second, but not the easiest first game for Woodside, I would say, even though it is a Division 6 team or Division 5 team, sorry. Yeah, it's not easy. They don't know anything about Western Wolves. They'll have a league table to look at, as would uh, Western Wolves have a league table to look at Woodside. And, you know, we don't know uh, necessarily what the Division 1 uh, quarter Municipal League, how that... Um, compares to Division 5 in in um, the OBDSFL or six last or five last season, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we don't know how that 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 uh, compares. So, an interesting game, um, but Western Wolves will need to be at their best and Woodside need to learn how to play on the slope um, on Sunday. Uh, last but not least in the President's Charity Cup, uh, one team that's taken a, a, a Division or two Tumble, Jamie, in Beckenham Rovers. They visit my favourite ground, one of my favourite grounds uh, on the Sunday League circuit. Queen Mary University pitches there in Chislehurst and they're taking on the tenacious Woosh United. Um, Woosh had some good scalps last season in the Cup. They got most of their joy uh, in the Cup. Um, Beckenham Rovers need to be on their guard. And, and if they have lost players and requested to go down divisions, Jamie... Uh, then this game could be very tough for them because Woosh, we know, are a decent young side. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Beckham and Rovers have that pedigree, but as you said, we're not quite sure of the circumstances of of why they've dropped a division. Um, maybe it'll be that they've lost some players, and if they have, then this game just becomes all the more difficult for them because got away to Woosh is a really difficult um, affair. Like you said, they, they took some, some really big scalps last year. I think they, took, they beat Hatcham at one point, didn't That's they? That's right, yeah. Um, so you know they, they, they're not shy of a cup upset and they'll get yeah. stuck right in about it so um, I think it'll be a great game to go, to go and see to be honest I think it could well go either way Wish on the SN and say Becker and Rovers um, certainly divisionally are, are kind of declining so um, yeah not a big gap is between the two teams is what you might think so a really good cup time prospect really good Wish beat AFC Wilgar as well last season I think in a cup competition Um, so that they are, they are a very good cup team as well as, you know, more than held their own in their division last year. Jamie, the predictions or the games of the week for for next week are as follows. Let's go through them one by one. 
Hayes and Pickhurst versus Green Street Green Rovers. I haven't done any pre-predictions yet, so I'm going to listen to your uh, chat first and make a and make a prediction. Wasn't it my waffle? Um, <laughs> I think yeah, like we touched on it, it's a difficult one for for Green Street Green Rovers. Um, Hayes and Pickhurst probably seen as the best team or one, if not one of the best, but in those bottom three divisions. And I've got the pedigree of getting to the, the final of this competition two seasons ago. So I think you've got to make them heavy favourites based on that. Um, I'm, I'll need to ask Moxie a bit of inside information on the, the Green Street Green Rovers boys and see where he thinks they rank. Um, but I think Kays and Pickers for me, um, they didn't start too great last year, but I think this one um, should be should be comfortable for them. So I'm going to go for 3-1 Hayes and Pickers. Yeah, I, I was going for Hayes and Pickers win. I, I don't know if I'll go 4-1. I don't think it will be that wide. I'm going to go 2-1, just go inside um, you there. But, uh, you know, uh, Green Street Green, I'm just looking. I did see that Green Street Green Rovers only did have, uh, at the time of recording, nine players um, registered. I don't know what's going on there, but um, we hope for them that more teams obviously get uh, registered before before Sunday. But is there a deadline for players to be registered for the game? Yeah, it was about two weeks ago. Okay, so, so something's going on with Green Street Green. Rovers. Oh no, the, the, I'm sure there's many teams who haven't got the the quota required registered yet. So the league will be doing a bit of chasing on that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I'm going for Hayes and Pickers to win two one. Jamie's gone. 3-1. Uh, game two of our four uh, for the predictions is Hatcham against West Wickham. And a good pick, Jamie. I think when we were running through the fixtures there, we, we picked out uh, a very winnable game for West Wickham, given Hatcham's um, performances last season. That's all we've got to go by. We don't know which Hatcham is going to turn up for this one. Um, where'd you go on this one? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the, the only kind of thing we can hang our hat on is that if West Wickham turn up then it's going to be a really difficult morning for Hatcham no matter what team they've got um, and I'm kind of banking on that to be honest I think um, they'll be right up for it, they'll want to take that scalp um, obviously we're flirting with promotion last year um, so maybe they might want to prove a point that they could hang with the big boys and, and mix it with the best so I think I think it, might, it could go all the way Penalties to be honest, so I'm going to give us the first Desmond of the season and go hatch him to West Wickham, too. Okay, interesting. Uh, as much as we were disappointed with Hatcham last season, I think the same can be said with West Wickham. They had a short, very short, um, purple patch where it looked like they were going to get involved, um, with the promotion, with the promotion talk that didn't happen. Um, so they've got something to prove this season as well. They've got a real good bunch of players. The last season consistency. Yeah, it was such a disjointed league last year, um, the Prem Division, actually, with so many teams folding, teams losing points, uh, and then the bad weather last year. So maybe we can forgive the Prem Division teams for a little bit of inconsistencies last year. In fact, I'm going to do it. But um, in terms of the winner, I'm going to go for a cup set and I'm going to go for um, a 3-1 West Wickham win. But this is based on a ha- on Hatcham from last season. We don't quite know which Hatcham are going to turn up. We also don't know which Hatcham are playing, if Hatcham are playing in the um, Super League. So um, they could turn up with all the Galacticos there that they've got and and turn West Wickham over. So interesting to see what goes on. 
Good luck to both teams. So 3-1 my pick. Jamie has gone for the first OBDSFL Desmond of the season. Um, game three, a superb game. Western Wolves taking on um, Woodside. We spoke about it, Jamie. Uh, a little bit of a um, potential banana skin, maybe. Maybe based on last season and their league standings. Runners up in Division 1 in the in the Guerdon Municipal last season. Woodside going into this one as favourites, maybe, to those a little bit in the know. Um, but Western Wolves are no mugs at all. A young side, a young side with fight. They didn't lose too many games of football last year. They're not used to use, losing games of football. Um, they're not going to make it easy for Woodside. And as I keep saying it, and I'll say it all season, that isn't the greatest away day going down to Western. It's not. But then if you treat it as a, a first game of the season and a new league, in the cup away day, then it's you kind of can spin it so that it's a bit more glamorous. Um, maybe on the first weekend in November, December, January, it's, it's a bit more difficult to do that. Um, having said that, I think Woodside, yeah, I think they should, I think they'll be all right this year. To be honest, I think maybe, um, yeah, I don't see them struggling at all in in the division, and obviously could could maybe make their mark in the cup. But Western Wolves really really good last year, really energetic, youthful side, as you said, and they score plenty of goals. So, um, oh, I'm going to go for Woodside, just to edge it 3-2. Three 3-2. Two. Three two. I'm going to go for Woodside as well. Uh, a couple of the players that they've signed over the summer, uh, a real good quality, proper quality players from rivals in the coordinates, but I said that on the review. So I expect Woodside to be good this season. Uh, I'm going to go for 3-1 to uh, Woodside just a step too far um, for Western Wolves uh, this week I think Woodside used to playing on pitches at Pearly Way that are, are uh, tough they're tough basically to play on uh, so they're, they're, they won't I shouldn't be phased by that away day it's not a shocking slope at Western but it is a slope nonetheless uh, but Woodside I think 3-1 Jamie backing them 3-2 the last game but, and, but by far not least uh, a real good game. One of the best games of the week. Out of the four, I think we're picking. This is my favourite. Woosh taking on Beckenham Rovers. It's going to be a football uh, game. If you're not doing anything, get down to um, the Queen Mary's pitches in Chislehurst and uh, have a look at this. This is going to be um, a real good game, Jamie. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and when I saw it, I thought that was probably the first one that jumped to mind for putting forward for games of the week. So, um, wish been fantastic over the last couple of years. Just you know, maybe just uh, playing bridesmaid to Wilgar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I have had success in their own right, so let's not take anything away from them. Um, and Beckham Rovers, who you know, I've been a, we thought were the barometer for the for the prem for a few years now, and um, no longer there. So. I've tipped them to do away on Division 1 um, and I believe that uh, even if they have lost a couple of players and they're a team that really know how to get the sleeves up even when they've had been 11s and stuff we've saw them kind of um, run teams close and go right to the end and the extra time and stuff and I think it was against Groundhoppers last year so um, <clears throat> I think they should have enough about them back on Rovers on the, if they obviously turn up and on the day but I'm going to go for a little shocker here. I say a little shocker. It's not much of a shock. I think Wish, I think Wish might come away with a win here, two-one. Two-one. I was back in Wish as well. I'm going to go one-nil. I think this is going to be really tight. I don't, I don't actually expect it to be one-nil, but 
I'm not going to go for 2-1 as well as Jamie. That, that would have been my pick. So 1-0 uh, is my pick. Uh, it's going to be tight. If, you know, looking through the Beckenham Rovers squad, uh, it doesn't. they don't appear to have lost too many players. They've got a huge amount of numbers, uh, a huge amount of players actually signed. Um, so not sure what's happened with that relegation, but nonetheless, um, they're going to be strong uh, where, whatever happens this season. Uh, but Woosh, at home, they know how to play their pitch. They're young. They're energetic. It's tenacious. They're going to be in the faces of Beckenham Rovers. If they can take the chances, that was a big thing that was missing for them when I refed them against Palais uh, Saint-Germain. They just couldn't take their chances. And had they taken their chances, then they would have beaten uh, PSG on the day. Um, they got through in the first half and they met, met, met a wall of a goalkeeper uh, for Palais Saint-Germain. Um, but yeah, I, I fancy Woosh to cause uh, a mini a mini cup set this season, given the team standings last season. Jamie, no game for the Mariners. Um, no competitive fixture for the Mariners this weekend. Are you having a week off or are you getting a game in? No, so we have got, um, obviously we, we, we've threw in both of those cup competitions or we, we get drawn later on. So um, we look like we'll be playing, I think we're going to play Broccoli in a friendly, so we know them well. Uh, Henry and his boys, and they've had seen we've had a decent preseason. So, taking another another tough game, a team that's now above us in the league standings and division wise. So, um, yeah, it'll be another good test for us. Um, just get another ninety minutes in the legs before we start the the serious stuff the week after. Brilliant, uh, Jamie. Thank you for your time. Uh, a short and sweet one this weekend. We're back to. Uh, Monday recordings from next week. So we'll be recording, we'll be releasing podcasts uh, on Monday nights from now on. No more bank holidays, sadly. Uh, so up until Christmas, it'll be Monday releases. Jamie, good luck. I look forward to speaking to you next week about all of these fixtures uh, and uh, have a good weekend. Thanks, mate. Next up and last but not least, uh, no order really usually to how we release the podcast. It's recording schedules mean uh, last up uh, on our first review show of the season. We've done the constitutions. Now we're into uh, the weekly stuff. The first week of the season is here. September the 3rd sees uh, the North Kent Sunday Football League begin uh, its league fixtures. I'm joined again uh, by Ravi's come back for a second show, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Rav. Uh, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Nice um, bank holiday weekend. Uh, a bit grey and gloomy uh, today uh, on this uh, bank, on this Tuesday. Back to work and after a week off and all that stuff. So the weather or the cloud uh, reflecting my mood a little bit. But I'm glad that we've got some football to talk about. Before we get into the Sunday stuff, just another reminder. I did say it on the Alpington and Bromley section as well. Uh, Real Gamer versus um, FC Bickley taking place taking place Rochester United on Wednesday the 30th tomorrow at the time of recording and tomorrow when I release this um, it's Tuesday night this will be released that will be Tuesday when you're listening so please don't go on Thursday or Friday the game's on Wednesday uh, 7.30 kickoff and it's the Terry Stevens Charity Shield the winners of the top division for the North Kent Sunday Football League uh, against the winners of the Alpington and Bromley top division, the old senior division. Um, it's what proves to be um, a really good game. Uh, we gave that a bit of a talk up last week. Uh, let's have a look at the fixtures before we get to our predictions. Uh, for those of you around the North Kent Sunday Football League who maybe not 
that maybe haven't listened to the podcast before, uh, we usually go through the fixtures and pick out four games that Rav and I uh, will um, predict and we'll go head to head and we'll tally up um, our points at the end of the season. Uh, only bragging rights at the moment, but uh, Rav might be might be one of those people that wants one of the the coveted uh, silk uh, green beanies. So if he wins, I'll put I'll give him a bet. I'll give him a bet now that if he beats me on points, uh, he will get um, a silk grassroots uh, green beanie um, for, to to warm his head uh, in those winter months. Yeah, that's um, not what I mean. I'll, I'll get you a, a grand uh, grand sports beanie or okay. Uh, Hoodie or something, if you okay, cool. Well, let's do that then. So, that's that's a bet. Then, um, let's have a look at the fixtures for Sunday the third. Uh, that's a full that's a full fixtures schedule, is it, Rav? Uh, it is, yes, yeah, super. Um, there is, I think there's a few teams missing out on games just because of the odd number of teams in some leagues and unavailability of pitches and stuff. So, that's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, lots of games for us to talk about. Let's get started. Uh, in the senior. Uh, Gravesend Athletic take on Guru Nanak uh, firsts. Uh, both of these teams, I think we sh- they should be at the top end of the table. Rav, I think when we were talking last week on the uh, Constitution, we saw that um, Guru Nanak had a pretty good season. Gravesend Athletic were promoted. Into- uh, yeah, Division 1 winners, Gravesend Athletic. What do you think on this one? This is going to be Gravesend Athletic coming up. Uh, they'll be on a high. They'll fancy it. They're at home uh, against Guru Nanak, who will want to win and and not yeah. slip up and and let Real Gima in early doors. I was I was expecting a draw, um, although uh, I did see uh, Gravesend Athletic had a friendly on uh, Sunday, um, and they were uh, quite easily beaten and humbled by Rising Eagles, who are going to be in Division One next year, who won Division Two. Um, I'm not sure how strong Gravesend squad was. On Sunday, I, I, I wasn't able to get to the game, um, but I knew you know it was about five one at half time and finished five one. Okay. Um, uh, so, to, and I know Guru's Guru's obviously always had a strong, strong side on a Saturday and a Sunday, um, and I think they've got a strong side on Sunday. So I think uh, initially I was thinking draw, but I think the Guru's might edge this one. Okay, we'll get to the we'll get to the actual predictions once we get through the fixtures. So save that for the next section. Cool. But thank you. Uh, you've helped me make my uh, prediction as well there. I think Gravesend <laughs> Cricketers uh, taking on Rost uh, in the senior. Uh, New Ash Green taking on Halls uh, Sundays. Uh, and Real Gamer against Sun. Uh, one of those traditional uh, fixtures that we're looking forward to. As, as Kent football fans uh, on Sundays, uh, Real Gamer against Sun. It's a big game, isn't it? No matter what 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 state either team's in or, or what's happened, um, Sun against um, anyone really in Kent in a top division game that is going to be exciting. But Real Gamer, um, they've nicked a couple of the Suns players, you said, I think, in their last podcast over the summer. So that yep. adds a little bit extra spice onto that one. Yeah, definitely. I think they're taking about three. Okay. So, yeah, that could be a bit tasty then. Hopefully uh, a friendly rivalry uh, that doesn't that doesn't boil over. I guess what's important there is Real Gamer. Some of those players will probably be playing uh, midweek, with with against Bickley and Sunday and Saturday with their yep. team Greenway. So that's a lot of minutes in the legs um for those real gamer boys. And and they all, you know, a lot of them play um on Saturdays together as well. So um that could be the opening uh, for Sun. That that Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a lot to ask 
Uh, they're not the youngest of team, are they, uh, Real Gamer? No, no. A lot of a lot of players who've uh, been around for a while. Um, yeah. To be fair, I should shout um, the league's very own Peter Pan, Johnny Me, um, who plays for Gimmies about 27, 28 years. He's played in the league. Okay, um, brilliant. Played grassroots and uh, he scored a lovely goal on Sunday. He did, and uh, as he saw me uh, walking past, he did. So, uh, he asked for a shout out. So um, uh, there, there is his shout. He scored a lovely goal against. They played East Morning. On Sunday, I think I was thinking is the winner as well. Nice, they're a good side actually. East Morland, good set of lads as well down in the Maidstone and McKent. I think they play in the Maidstone and McKent league. They might have moved. I don't know, um, but yeah, uh, a fantastic fixture. Uh, we'll talk about that one later as well. Uh, Dartford Eagles taking on Champions Football Club. That's the first up in Division One, uh, and Guru Nanak Reserves taking on South Durhamth United. Um, how do Guru Nanak Reserves uh, compare to the first team? Is there a massive Drop or is the uh, players? There, there is a bit of a, a drop. I think some of the they've got some of the first team players that have played previously, but a lot of them are a younger side. Okay. Um, discipline issues. Right. Um, I know they had a couple sent off just on Sunday in a pre-season game. So um, if that raises their ugly head on a on a Sunday, um, it could obviously impact them during the season. But um, they're still they're a very competitive side, um, and they will give it their all. But um, the first are a, a, a little step above. Okay, and South Durham were pretty decent last season, weren't they? Yeah, they 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 were another one of the promoted sides, alongside Champions and Eagles. Interesting, right? Uh, Rising Eagles after that good uh, result on the weekend, uh, they face Gravesend United, uh, a good fixture. Yelled Lever Bottle against Hollisters, uh, the last of the Division One games. Um, AFC Phoenix taking on Legend Sports. Now, AFC Phoenix are one of those teams uh, we spoke about last week on the review show, Rav. Um, what do you think of them? Yes, yeah, um, uh, like I said, I only saw them once last year when they sealed the league title. Um, they'll score goals. Um, and uh, they they'll, these two sides will know each other very well because Legends uh, finished runners-up last year. Um, so um, they'll be used to each other. Um, but I think if they'll, they'll be competitive in in that division two, I think the the divisions one and two are, and three are very competitive. You can't really um, state a definite winner. No, we've predicted, but it could go either way. Yeah, that'll be a good game. That one. We'll speak about that one in a minute. Uh, Cobham Sundays taking on Taverners uh, is a good game. FC Castle Hill, Dartford Celtic, Dartford Celtic, a real big club uh, for. Adults, I don't know if they've, have they got a youth set up, Dartford Celtic? Uh, I don't think so. I've not seen any uh, youth set up for them. Lots of teams around. A couple of Saturday sides. Yeah, they've definitely got teams at district and county level um, on a Saturday. So what they do on a Sunday, I'm not sure if it's players from from either squads getting involved, but certainly a good club, uh, Dartford Celtic. Uh, FC Castle Hill, um, a bit of a test for them. Gravesend, Spartans against Ravs, fancied. Uh, uh, Crayford Town. That'll be. That's, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I, I, I see. Uh, Spartans had a. I think they lost on the weekend as well. Um, but Crayford had a, a good competitive preseason. Very active on the socials, so I see a lot of their stuff. Um, and they they were uh, again a competitive side last year as well. Um, so I think they'll they'll fancy fancy themselves this this season. It'll be a good game. Uh, both games, both of those games down at. Um, Kings Farm, interestingly enough, and I've backed Castle Hill to win Div Two, uh, and Rav has backed uh, Crayford Town. So an early uh, 
teams get to have an early look at each other on Sunday. Uh, in Div 2, Ridgeway Darts, they weren't happy with our predictions last week on social no, media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play uh, Sutton Dynamo. And no, no better uh, response to them to go out uh, and get a good win on Sunday, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, to be fair, I think that, uh, I bumped into a few from the Leather Bottle as well on Sunday and uh, they they also heard that I predicted them to be relegated. So, <laughs> there's a few teams. Um, I hope they know. Not the upper blood, but yeah. Yeah, I hope they know it's, it's only uh, opinions. It's, not, it's only for a bit of fun, hopefully. Uh, you didn't get too much. Uh, uh, no, no, no abuse yet, not yet. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Greyhound, this is Div 3 now. Uh, Greyhound taking on Valley Rovers. Uh, Valley Rovers, another one of a team, the teams that um, we picked on the podcast. Rav picked Valley Rovers for uh, the Div 3 title. Uh, they go away to uh, Greyhound. Uh, other games in Div 3, Isted United, Colts. They play Riverview. Uh, Northfield, Northfleet, sorry, e- Eagles play Old Peppies. Uh, Swanley Rangers take on uh, the Robins Chiefs and uh, Old Brent, Brentstonians, oh, oh, the Royal Brentstonians, sorry, uh, take on Sporting Gravesend. Uh, don't know much too much about Div 3 teams there, uh, Rob, but which games are sticking out for you in Div 3 as uh, as decent ones? Uh, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see how Valley Rovers do. Uh, obviously, they had a, had a good season last year, uh, finishing that top three. Yep. Um, and to be fair, I want to see what the uh, the, the new sides like Northfleet Eagles and Riverview do, because especially Northfleet Eagles, um, uh, uh, both both kind of youth setups, big youth, massive youth setups. This both their first kind of forays into adult men's football. Yeah. Um. So going to be predominantly young side. Um. And uh, Northfleet Eagles was based at this where I went to secondary school. So it'll be it'll be nice and interesting to see how they how they um uh, climb the ladder and um and obviously I'll be out there trying to scout any players that I can steal maybe in a couple of seasons time. <laughs> uh, so it's always—I mean—it's always interesting with kids making that, or or young adults making that transition from uh, youth football into uh, open age football. Uh, maybe in these slight—you know—we're not quite in the summer months. Well, we are—I guess technically we're in the summer months. But when that these but the pitches are quite nice at the moment. When it changes to that winter heavy pitches, that's when we'll see uh, what these young players are made of. Maybe now is not quite the right time. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the progress of teams making that transition is always nice that teams choose to do that uh, on a Sunday um, rather than going into Saturday football. Lots of teams do that on a Saturday, go into um, into Saturdays, but it's nice to see that on a Sunday. Let's have a look at the four games that um, have been picked by Rav um, for us to predict this week. First up is Gravesend Athletic uh, taking on the Guru Nanak boys. Uh, the first team this is in the senior division. Um, you did allude to maybe leaning towards Guru Nanak. I think I'm going to do the same, but I'm more interested to see uh, your scoreline. Oh, I'm going 3-1. 3-1 to Guru Nanak, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, when I'm sitting, this is a slight fence, or I'm going to go 2-1, so I'm going to make it a bit of a smaller uh, win, but... Um, yeah, I'll go Guru Nanak as well. I did notice last season they had a very good year, uh, a good season in the top division. I just think that they so they used to play in a slightly higher level of team. That usually does tell. Gravesend Athletic will be full of beans though, uh, and they'll want to get off to a good start. And I'm guessing around uh, the Gravesend area, if you're playing 
or Medway area, if you're playing a Guru Nanak team, it's quite a big name. It's quite a synonymous name. It's quite a famous name uh, in Kent football generally. Uh, so every time you play a Guru Nanak team, uh, it's a scalp, isn't it? If you can win. Yeah. Well, you've obviously the, the club's been around for 60 years. Um, my dad, his two brothers, myself all played some part in the club as well. Um, and to be fair, some of the Grays and Athletic boys used to be part of the club as well. So there is there is that kind of connection there with them as well. Um, so it'll be it's, it's a it's a nice feisty derby to start the season for both. Yeah, um, always nice to go down to Guru Nanak, one of the best uh, views of any football pitch that you'll ever see. The big uh, the big temple uh, there that you, it's quite um, breathtaking, really. The the, yeah. the the scenery there and uh, it's just yeah, you can't you can't not but enjoy football. Obviously, this is an away game, but uh, Guru Nanak such a fantastic club. Um, and like a massive part of the community. Yeah, rightly so. Um, in game two, Real Gima taking on Sun. Uh, and I think if Real Gima do feature in any of our predictions, I think it's fair to say that they'll be backed for a win. Sun have, have, have been uh, depleted maybe somewhat with uh, a quarter of their playing squad of their 11 going over to uh, Real Gima. That's going to make it harder for the Sun boys. How have they recruited how are they motivated to get a result against um, Gamer after the the ins and outs over the week over the uh, summer? Um, real Gamer with those potentially two games in their legs going into this one on Sunday morning. It's going to be a bit of a leveller, surely. I think it will be, um, but with it being early in the season, um, it could be that kind of pre-season legs as well. It all depends on how many play on the on the Saturday as well. Um, but I think Gamer still just edge it for me just because. Because of the form, mm-hmm. um, and they did the clean sweep last year. Um, if the, if they've got a relatively strong squad out on that Sunday, um, then I can't see anything but a Gima win. What are you going for? Uh, say two nil. Two nil clean sheet as well for the Gima boys. I think it might be tighter now. I tell you what, I'm going to go for three two. Uh, a scoring win uh, both teams are going to score both teams to score Real Gima to win let's go with that one but 3-2 is going to be my prediction um, just because I'm thinking those they've got the quality to get the game over the line but those two games uh, beforehand as Greenways on a Saturday and, and the Charity Shield I know it's not going to be an easy game against Bickley uh, yeah. for Real Gima actually it's, it's a real good test for them Bickley have got real quality uh, and uh, it's a nice pitch down there at Rochester this time of the of the season as well. So um, they could be in for a tough ninety minutes. Actually, it, it could be their biggest test of the season coming their first for the first game of yeah, the season. Fair, I think it might actually go extra time. The committee committee might hate me for saying that because I'm just <laughs> a nice early finish, but I think it might go extra time. Well, if it does, it, it does, and uh, yeah, that that won't help them either. So interesting. Uh, get down there and watch that one on Wednesday. Uh, at Rochester United, if you're interested. Uh, the third game, AFC Phoenix taking on Legend Sports. Uh, I don't know too much about uh, these these two teams, uh, so I'm waiting for you again, uh, Rav, to make your prediction. Uh, yeah, um, uh, like I said, uh, with uh, AFC Phoenix and Legends, they, they were in the same division last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, it went down to that last game of the season. Um, where Legends unfortunately lost out to to Phoenix on that league title, and I think where they've played each other 
twice last season. I'm I'm not like I'm not not entirely sure on the recruitment. Um, uh, either side. Uh, I know um, Phoenix have sent out a few adverts and uh, looking for players, but okay. that that kind of have, we're getting the getting the the win over the the legends last season. Um, I, th- I, th- I just think Phoenix will will edge them again this season. I'm just trying to find out what the score was last season. Uh, let's have a look. Phoenix against. Oh, so Legends. Uh, Legends did beat them, six-three uh, in one game. Um, but Phoenix beat them three-one in another game. I was just looking at the end of season form for Legends. They were helped out with a couple of um, walkovers, uh, but that draw. Uh, and loss either side of two uh, walkovers really did mean that they lost the title based on those two results. The loss to Greyhound and the draw to uh, Old Pepe's at the last day of the season was the reason they lost the title, wasn't it? It was that close. It was that close, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so there's a bit on this one. That's an interesting, that's going to be a rivalry naturally because they were sort of sparring partners last season in the Division Three um, title. Uh, I'll pick first on this one. I'll tell you what, I'll pick first on this one. I'll go um, for a 2-1 uh, Phoenix win. That's my pick. Cool. Um, and I'll go for... Um, I'm going for goals. I'm going 4-2 Phoenix. 4-2 to Phoenix. 4-2 Phoenix. Okay. Last but not least, uh, same division. Uh as this as this game as a, as our previous game Northfleet uh, Eagles taking on Old Peppies, uh, both teams uh, Old Peppies finished seventh in League Three last year. Eleven losses from twenty. They lost over half of their games. Uh, Northfleet were they relegated or were they are they new? To so the Northfleet are new. Northfleet the new side. The 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 it's from their youth setup. Okay, so interesting that we'll see the we'll see the difference. A team that finished mid table in Division 3 last year. Settled side now, obviously, in the North Kent Sunday Football League, taking on um, a kids' team, a young adults' team, a youth team, uh, cutting their teeth in open-age football. Uh, is it going to be the youth, uh, the youthful exuberance that's going to get uh, the North Fleet Eagles boys uh, into a result on Sunday? I'm not sure. I think Old Peeps might surprise a few teams. Um, so the... They've they've had a lot of friendlies. Um, I think they've recruited quite heavily as well. So they, I know it's not the same Lambeth All Stars, but they did draw against Lambeth All Stars. Um, Sunday just gone, okay. um, and they've had a very active preseason. A lot of draws, a few wins, lots of goals, mm-hmm. um, and I think they might just they're, they're, that little bit of experience, that little bit of uh, a longer preseason. I think they may edge. Northfleet Eagles in this one. Um, okay. I'm going for a few goals. Um, so I'd say 5-2 old peeps. 5-2. Two, two 5 officially. Yes. Northfleet Eagles. Yeah. Northfleet Eagles, the home team. I'll tell you what, just to make that a contest, I'm going to go for a 3-2 old peeps uh, win. I've been saying peppies today, but let's go peeps. I think it is peeps. Um, let's go for a 3-2 old peeps win just to keep that a contest. Uh, between ourselves, let's run through the predictions again. Gravesend Affleck against uh, Guru Nanak. Rav has gone three-one to Guru Nanak. I've gone two-one, Guru Nanak. No pressure, gents, and that's your team talk done uh, for Gravesend Affleck. Real, <laughs> <laughs> real gamer 
against some uh, a classic fixture uh, 2-0 and 3-2 predicted to Real Gima. Uh, good luck in that one, both teams. Uh, in game three, AFC Phoenix taking on Legends Sports, uh, sparring partners in last season's Division 3 title running. Um, and we fancy the champions of Div 3 to continue um, a, a winning streak uh, with 4-2. Uh, Rav's prediction and 2-1 mine. Uh, Northfleet Eagles and um, Old Peeps. Um, New Boys, Northfleet Eagles backed by Rav. 5-2 is a big prediction. And Old Peeps, uh, I've backed them 3-2. To be honest, Old Peeps, they did concede 77 goals uh, seventy-seven goals last season. The worst goals conceded in Division 3. Uh, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I've been naive to back him, but Rav has done his homework, clearly. Uh, mate, thank you very much. Uh, a short yeah. one today. We, we, we'll talk about the fixtures, uh, the results from last week and the fixtures uh, for the following week on next week's podcast. Episode five is done. Rav, thanks, and I'll speak to you no. next week. Yep, catch you now. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Rav for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfer and North Kent Sunday Football League. And thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, the Grassroots Graphics and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.